All right, guys, welcome to another podcast. Guys, make sure to subscribe to the notification bell. We have a big episode on today. We have Griffin Johnson on the podcast. We have Michael Gruen. Fuck po- Michael Gruen. I think that's the first thing we're going to start agree. with. There I think that's go. a trend today. You know, it is fuck trend. Michael Gruen, yeah. yeah. You just want to bring uh, your mic a little bit more in so it picks you up. Look, there's only one person that can fuck me, and she's um, not here right now. Damn. That, you have a girlfriend? Happens. Dude, you know what? It's not my thing, but you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's gonna be a great episode. Make sure to subscribe, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, uh, guys. This I've we've we've never met before, Griffin. Uh, oh, we, but have. we have, actually. We oh have my met. god, we did. Yeah, yeah. We, did. We, we did one time. I think it's Saddle, right? No, it was at a FTB. FTB. Yeah, I remember that. Got dragged into there. Stupid name is FTB for the boys. Yeah, and they would run around with a Saturdays are for the boys flag. Like oh what every God. fraternity had been doing for like five years before that, and then yeah, it was really creative. Wait, you're saying that TikTok houses aren't original? No, dude. Really? Well, actually, no. There's, there's some original ones. I just don't think they were on the most original track. Which but, one is original? Uh, I mean, Hype House and Sway were pretty original. How? No, yeah, they were the Hype House. Were the I mean, dude, it's How all, it's all either kind of the same of what happened in 2016. It's like too. same shit in different forms. We literally just yeah. copied Jake Paul. So, was that what your mindset was in the beginning? Like, no, Jake it, it actually happened on accident. So. I met, I was working in crypto at the time in Santa Monica. Um, I went to, I was like friends with Bryce, uh, just like off the cuff being in LA. Went to Bryce's house, met Josh. Uh, and then from there, me and Josh actually argued with each other the first time we met. We hated each other for like the first couple hours. Then we sat down and like started talking and like Josh is like, if you ever, I don't know, you've never met him, but yeah. he thinks in like a very num- numerical and like analytical way. Um, and that interested me because like I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Like I know nothing about entertainment coming into this. Yeah. All I knew about was like building businesses and scaling. Um, and like, I just saw that he was thinking numerically. Then I found out his dad's a calculus teacher. I was like, this is interesting. And then he started coming to LA more, was like sleeping on one of my friend's couches. Uh, and then from there, like Bryce had to leave his house cause the release was over and everyone was like basically sleeping on my friend's couch and bed and like floors. And then at that point it was like, maybe we should just get a house. Okay, that's how Sway started. It was just yeah, and we didn't have we, then we didn't have a name, but um, there was an article coming out from the New York Times about like houses, yeah. and Taylor Lorenz called me. He's like, "Hey, like, do you have a name yet for your house?" I was like, "No," because like, if you can get me one by this time, we'll include you in the article. It was like a couple hours. Too. Yeah. So like, I sent there. everyone a text and like, can everyone get send some name suggestions? Nothing. Like th- four hours later, it's like, "Hello, every, anyone alive?" Yeah. Nothing. Then like people started throwing out some names, and I kept harassing everyone. And every, they all sucked. And I literally went up a thesaurus and I clicked like thesaurus for influence and like you could sway an opinion is a form of influence. So I was like, what about sway? Yeah. And we're, everyone's like, half the people didn't reply, half the people were just like, ah, fuck it at this point, we don't have another name, so go for it. Damn. They hated it at the first, they hated it at first. But like names always suck at the beginning <clears throat> when they sort of catch on. That's yeah, not yeah, true. Yeah. The name Michael Gruen was great from day one. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, were you, like, where were you at at that point? Were you, were you part of Sway, like in the beginning? No. Well, I mean, like I was one, I, I moved in originally, but like I wasn't there when they started at Bryce's. I was at school. Okay. And then I came out in September. Like September. I remember one time you, you sat down and you were like, I got a $500 Trojan brand deal. He was so proud. <laughs> Yeah, I did so get a proud. brand deal from Trojan. Okay, that is pretty sick, though. It's I a Trojan like, brand deal. Oh, yeah. no, it's fucking sick, but I remember, like, $500. He was so proud. This is, like, before like before we moved out here. Yeah. I like, did. You were like, way smaller, like, too. Dude, yeah. if yeah. I could make $10,000 a month, I'd be chilling. I'd be so happy. And I was like, that's nothing. Yeah, yeah, like happy, you, you should definitely move out if that's like your standard. But that's but I mean we had a di- and we all in the same different mindsets like ten thousand dollars a month. I was in college, right? I know we were all in college. Like ten thousand a month is insane. Yeah. Oh, like, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not, but yeah. it was just like 
opening him up to a new world of opportunities. <laughs> yeah. um, and when he said like 10,000 was his goal, I'm like, I knew I could just blow that out of the water. Okay. So I was like, I right, didn't do it. Like I can yeah. give you my word, you'll make that. And I even told him like, I'll pay whatever the remainder is. If you go one month not making 10, I'll pay. Well, then they started doing stupid shit and I was like, deal off the table. Like, you can't hurt your own self in the $10,000 game right what was that story so what do you mean like how were you being helped out there with the brand deals and then it became like what was the trouble part i mean Um, share content so i would i would suggest (laughs) you i would just suggest you google sway house and like it all comes up yeah yeah i mean like i I mean they literally went on a bender for six months is that what you're describing it was basically a frat house in the beginning i mean not basically not basically yeah i mean it was bad dude just look up on the internet it's like yeah, it's the partying, like the lights going out, all that shit happened at the Dude, same yeah, time. No, no, the, the lights already went out when Griffin was out of the house. Yeah, that was Griffin was actually not at either of those parties. He was in Indiana. Okay, Damn. I got, I still got fucked from it, but yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. So this is interesting because this relationship. So when I first met Michael, right, we went to dinner, and then it was like this it was a very nice date, a very Thank nice you. date. Yeah, it's a great date. You know, it was looking into each other's eyes at the end. A little bit, Whoa. a little bit. <laughs> But what, what ended up happening while we were there, it's, cra- it's, it's crazy because, like, we walked in, and it was like a mafia movie. I don't know if you've been through Like, I'm sure you go through this when you go to dinner with Michael. But it's like everyone comes up, shakes their hand, goes, Michael, good to see you again. Good to see you again. It's like a mafia that's, mafia that's walking what, into an Italian that's restaurant. That's what happens when you spend 40 grand at one restaurant every month. Yeah. The, what the fuck? How are you spending 40 grand a month at a restaurant? Here's the thing. Craig's is the top, one of the top restaurants in terms of executives. Like, all the old Hollywood executives go there. So I started when I went the first time I went I had dinner with Kevin O'Leary and Jake Paul and Anthony Scaramucci. Wow. So random crew, I know. So they <laughs> All took, powerhouses though, holy shit. There was a couple other people there too that I don't want to name but that are very very successful. And we're all sitting at a table and I just met like Craig and I was like, "Yo, can I grab your number?" He's like, "Sure." I then like started texting him for reservations and at some point I realized like this is the place. This is like for you. This like this is the place. So I kind of like went there a couple more times and was spending real money, but you, you go there and you just walk in. It's like Jeff Bezos. It's just like everyone goes there. So you're like at some point you're like it's a networking, exp- it's a it's a business expense. I go there and we go table to table, like it's like and I've been there enough now where I have freedom to like go to table to table. Usually they don't let people because I'm there every time. They kind of like let me slide, and I've met you know fifty to sixty of my biggest relationships there. Yeah. So it's a you know I've made more money than in from that than the business expense. So it's like a no brainer for me. Shit. Okay. What was your experience going there for like the first time? Like with Michael, like these, it's a different world, right? One of my first times going there was with sh- him and Sean Kingston. Really? <laughs> Sean yeah. Kingston. Okay. Yeah. And and Bumbaclot. And Charlie Walk, dude. And we were just what? Vibing. Charlie Walk was not there. He, yeah, he was. Nope. Was he not? Nope. Are you sure? He asked me. I'm, no, he wasn't there. Sean Kingston was like, dude, I need you to get me the new iPhone. Maybe that what? was it. I got him the new iPhone. He like takes out like a stack of hundreds. He's like, counts it out to get his payment. I'm like, I guess this is what drug dealing is like. Damn. Okay. <laughs> so, so you're you go, dealing so it's the first dinner, right? What is anyways, it? Anyways, Sean Kingston, whatever, whoever it was. Uh, that was the first dinner. I don't really remember. I do remember the iPhone thing. It was like, it was such a strange experience, dude. Like he needed a phone, but didn't have time to get one or something. So like we came and he just like literally was just like dealing, bro. Isn't it when you go in there, like when my first experience going to any of these nice places, when we moved down, it's like, it's weird. Cause you see these executives. It's thought it's, it's very Hollywood because yeah. I did, we didn't grow up like from here and neither did you. Right? No, it's a different, I'm kind of like blinded by it. I feel like now cause yeah. it's just like such a routine. 
But, like, you see some crazy people. Like, it's not just a normal dinner. Yeah. Like, it's not like going with your family. It's not like going to Red Robin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not like that. <laughs> You're not You're going, yeah. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, the other a couple weeks ago, we went there with Elon Musk's mom. Okay. Right? Across the table, like, across the thing from us is Miles Teller from Top Gun. So, we like, you know, we brought over Mrs. Musk, like, because Miles' wife was a fan. And it's like, we ended up walking out, like, the relationship with Miles. You know? So, yeah. it's like... You, you, you're leveraging that. The other, a couple months ago, I went there with a guy named Ron Meyer. You guys probably don't know who Ron is, but he was the chairman of NBC Universal. Wow, okay. So, Handel, like, literally was the top person at all across, like, the parks and the movies, all that. And we were sitting at dinner with him. He also founded CAA, which is, like, one of the largest Creative agencies. Creative agency, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, I'm sitting there with him. When we walk out, some guy comes over to us. He goes, who the fuck are you kids sitting with Ron Meyer? Like, Ron's a big name in, in the business. And we, like, talked with him for a bit. We didn't really realize who he was. He walks away, and then Craig, the owner, comes over and goes, do you know who that was? I'm like, not a fucking clue. He's like, that's Todd Phillips, the director of The Joker and The Hangover. Holy shit. And yeah, that's crazy. I was like, Craig, put me in a fucking group chat. Like, let's go. Put us in a group chat. Todd's like, let's meet up for breakfast. We all go for breakfast with Todd. Sat for two and a half hours with the guy. Like, loves us. Loved us. And, like, we loved him. He's a fucking super nice guy. You know, got his username, Instagram username changed because it was kind of shitty before. Now it's just his name. It's yeah. great. Um, but develop like that relationship and that, and that's how you like build this network. Cause like the problem is in Hollywood is if you know, like if you want to be an actor, Kyle, you came over and said, I want to be an actor. You go to an agent, they're going to send you out on auditions. You're one of 25,000 people. Like, let's be real. What I do is I bypass all that crap. I go directly like for him right now, we're, we're like, we're doing a project with him just direct to like the CEO of the company. I mean, it's just easy. Like just got an intro, it, you know, it's like go direct. I, I bypass all the noise of traditional Hollywood. Just bypass them. So with so with like all the connections you have, all these people, why? Because you at least on the internet, you we see you work most closely with like Sway, like and I only work with two guys. So why? Or yeah, so like those two guys from Sway. Why? Like why them? Out of you know, out of all these, and, and, like I'm. And that's you, know, that's I'm you and Josh. Well, yeah, me, me and Josh. Let me give you the backstory. So I started creating Talent X, right? And I started that with Josh. Josh was my co-founder on the company. One of my co-founders. And my job at the time was literally, like, had a talent. We had 100 clients. And what I found myself is, like, getting nothing done that was, like, sub of substance. And it made me miserable. It made the talent miserable. And I didn't, nothing got accomplished. And I just told my – I just, like, spoke, sat down with Josh one day. And I was like, dude, like, I'm miserable because what I'm really good at is building shit. You know, and I wasn't able to build anything because you're so spread out that way. You're focused on, like, plugging holes that the ship doesn't sink. You're not busy developmentally focusing on people. Mm. And <coughs> I started just with Josh. And, you know, it was, like, focusing on him. We built Annie, brought in Bryce for that. And it was actually Bryce's idea. Um, came, you know, Bryce and Josh sat down with me and said, want to build an energy drink. I brought in the operators, raised the capital, started that. Now we're in stores in New York, and we're about to go into one of the largest retailers. Um, so that's how, like, that kind of thing started. And then I just focused on Josh and, like, just developing him. Bryce was involved in it. But then Bryce, like, I just realized early, Bryce is a creative genius. Like, he's a content creator. You know, part of the problem that people don't realize is, like, TikTokers are not, by definition, content creators. Like, they post with their shirts off. Let's yeah. be real. So you have, you have to just... <laughs> what? I'm saying it's 30-second videos. Like, no there's, no inherent, no. there's no inherent talent, right? But what I realized is the real talent is can you turn them into entrepreneurs because they can leverage their platform. And, like, that theory in my head was, like, great. I'm going to treat Josh like an entrepreneur and not like an influencer. Yeah. What can we build together? And it's just been incredible. Bryce was a part of it, but I, but he kind of wasn't – I could see he was miserable with it. 
So it's like, why would I be creative? That, that's, dude, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's who he okay. is. Like mentally, the dude's always content, 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 content. Everything he breathes and does is content. Sitting him in a meeting was hell for him. And it just was, it was evident. Yeah. Right. And like, he would, you know, he would be getting frustrated by it. So it's like, dude, do what makes you happy. Like at the end of the day, happiness over money, hundred percent of the time. So like, dude, do what makes you happy. Like if, and he does a really good job, it makes a lot of money from it. So it's like, focus on your shit and let Josh kind of focus on his. Then Griffin kind of came over to me and was like, like, I really want to put in the work. Yeah. What did you see on that? When you saw all that happening, what was your, your side of it? Like, what, what was your perspective? I mean, like, obviously it was interesting. I, I got in pretty early, like, you know, him and it was more like character development in the beginning and like idea building with him and Josh yeah. for a long time. Cause like during Sway, it was like wishy-washy cause we were all were like, you know, just going wild. Mm-hmm. So like probably like a month, that was probably, Annie was like kind of when things were starting to like form together. That was before I moved out actually. Okay. It was whenever all that started going down. And then probably like a month in, I, I saw some movement happening and I, I, like I went through like the breakup and everything and I just needed a fresh start. So I actually moved in. I was sleeping on his couch in his Airbnb <laughs> and uh, I left Sway and then we ended up starting like, and we, that's when I first moved to the Sway gaming or whatever. Right. It wasn't really Sway gaming. It was like whatever. Um, and it just started for me from there. Like that's whenever things really started to get like solid. You had the breakup and then at the same time you saw Josh kind of building something that's going to be, you know, it's longer lasting. You're building yeah. up equity and things that are just going to be huge as a company. Yeah. At that point it was more talks than it was actually. Like, yeah. I mean a big thing that people don't like, like when, when everything went down with Griffin, I mean, really, he had didn't really feel comfortable anywhere, and he called me. He was like, "Dude, is it cool if I come to your house?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of course." So he was there, stayed there for like a month, and we became like brothers. I mean, like just living together, and yeah, you know. But, but the thing is, it was like nobody else, and he was in like such a negative mindset where it was like little things I would do, like I'd go get lunch and I'd buy him something. It, he like realized like someone actually cares, you know. And it's like as much as we like argue about business and fight or whatever, it's like we've both been there for each other when everyone, when we needed it. Like yeah. my dad was battling with an illness that was pretty deathly. Like Griffin was a guy I cried on the shoulder at 1am. So it's like those types of moments accelerate time like a hundred X. Like I feel like I've known Griffin and Josh for many more years than I do. Like I've only known Josh for two years and Griffin for about a year and a half, Yeah. but it gets accelerated when like the moments of like you're in the trenches occur. You know, it's like every time I've been through something, they've been there every time they've been through something. It's like, I've been there. And that shit's, like, more than knowing people for the amount of time, right? And, like, that's how our relationship yeah. got built. So, you know, Griffin kind of saw what Josh was doing and what I was doing and kind of where my head was at. I mean, I'm testing a theory. Like, I don't know if I'm right. Yeah. I'll find out. But I think I've been proven somewhat right. You know, Josh's net worth is quite nice. Uh, Griffin's, is for his size, is probably 4 or 5x any other creator at his size. You know, so they're doing well, and they have a lot of long-term triggers that I know, like, for for example, our venture fund, we just raised $15 million. Yeah. I know that that'll pay Griffin a million dollars in five years, right? So I know, like, no matter what happens creator-wise, let's say he falls off, he still has triggers in his timeline that will guarantee him cash. And that's kind of how I think about it, because what most creators do is they blow their money on Lamborghinis, and then they think it's going to last forever, and then they're broke as fuck, and they live on people's couches. For Griffin, I know no matter what, he'll have a million dollars coming in in three, four years when he's matured, mm. and... Not that he's a spender now, he's not. But just like to know you have those triggers, that's a good mental feeling because I'm now willing to take more risks. Is that how you see it too? Like you're you're, you're building up longer term. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I like what Michael said at the end, right? It's like you can take more risks when you know you have money. Like when we first started doing this, it was like 
trying to get a little bit of a cash grab and some stuff solidified. Brand deals and monetization, basically? Is it, was yeah, that it? like just finding any way I could to make like some money. But now it's at a point where we have things built up where we can, you know, we can take risks. Like we can, if we want to do a movie, we could afford, you know, taking a couple of weeks off from social media, not doing anything. And, and why can you do that now versus what you could do before? Like what, what changed? Money. Money. Like just the amount you had? Yeah, yeah. we didn't have any money. How'd you, were you making, did you make all that money through brands? And Sway made, what, Sway made no money. Yeah, Sway made zero. I like, mean, not zero, but, consider, yeah, but considering like, you gotta remember like, Josh and Bryce were filming YouTube where they kept using copyrighted music. Yeah. You know, they were, their philosophy was, doesn't matter, like the money, it'll come later. And I, you know, for Bryce, I agree with that philosophy, but Josh was never, like Bryce is an all-encompassing creator. Like you just see him and he like looks like a creator and he, and the way he maneuvers with even with his team is very talent oriented. He's a super traditional, like talent based yeah. guy and he's a genius at what he does. Josh was never that. He was always someone trying to like, he was always kind of the man without a home and he was, you know, playing with different things to figure it out and where he's been able to like, the thing with here is his, his, like when he, one of the people he told me early on was like his favorite actor of all time was Mark Wahlberg and now he gets to call Mark his partner. Right, like he has to call Snoop Dogg his business partner for his dog food company. He's called Ellen his partner for his blanket company, and all these things are going to pay him dividends down the road. They're not just for now, and he gets to associate himself and be in the graces of some of the best people in the world. You get the be- you become the best when you're with the best. Like it's that simple. If you go in, if you go ahead and go follow what every what, what Mark Andreessen is investing in, you will become rich. It's that simple. Like it's not a, it's not that rocket science. It's not that rocket science. Like. I invest as an entrepreneur and like a venture capitalist in what the best funds are investing in because they send me the deals because I know them and that's it. It's not that hard. Like everyone like thinks it's like so this complicated science. It's like, no, Andreessen, Andreessen Horowitz or Lightspeed or Sequoia send me a deal. I vet it a little bit and then I put money in and then I make money. It's that simple. Really? So Sequoia hits you up and says, yo, we're going to work on this. All the time because that's- you got to, here's the thing. The way venture capital works is Companies, let's just say the sink. Let's just say we're gonna we're raising money for the sink, and there's a lot of investors that want in, right? There's one lead, one or two leads. So let's just say Sequoia is the lead, then they're putting in a 600k out of a million dollar check. This wouldn't happen, like that. Sequoia doesn't put in 600k, yeah. but let's just say for argument's sake, out of a million dollars, easy, right? Then they're gonna be the ones that are approving like who they want in the round, along with the founder. They want the best value adds. We're a very obvious value add, right? Because we offer the full service of a typical venture fund because I'm pretty well connected in tech. But then we also offer like the social media help. So, and because our check sizes are not that big, we're putting in like 100, 150K, maybe 200. We're not a competitor to Sequoia ever oh, okay. because we're not leading rounds. You know, so like Andreessen and Sequoia, they're fighting each other. They never send deals to do each other unless like very once one-offs because they're competitors. We're not a competitor to anybody. Because our check sizes are the way they are and the value we provide is what no one else can provide. The only person else is Mr. Beast's fund. We are the number one most like recruited fund by probably most tech founders. So what is, okay, so when these deals come in, what is your, what does it look like for you? Do you have to, are you looking through them to see if you want to invest as well? I mean, like when we first started for probably four months, we were doing eight to 10 hours a day of back-to-back phone calls. Like, Okay, mm. that's a lie. It was like six to eight, not eight to ten. Oh come on! Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to make it sound grind. like I'm putting on like child labor laws or some shit, dude. It's they child were all, labor laws. They were all eighteen. Yeah, they're I'm twenty. Yeah. They're good. They're good. I know. So I'm what did that look like? You're fucking. Any, right. Anyways, okay, six to eight. My yeah. Bad. Well, the thing is, in venture capital, you need to show like credibility and yeah. track record. Yeah. Right. So like, what I did was, is we put them in there for four months to focus on it. 
build that track record up. We have you know thirty portfolio companies on our own as angel investors, and then when I go out and raise a fund, it's like this already four x, this six x. Like we already had like a portfolio to where I can go to invest and say these are the types of companies I want to invest in. This is what I this is my strategy. This is where I want to follow on pro rata. It's called pro rata following on, which means you put more money in post dilution to get back to where you were. The point being is like I was able to go over to RLPs, which are limited partners or the investors, and show like a real consistency with it, right? Yeah. So it took Griffin, Josh, being on those calls to learn. And now we hired a kid from, not a kid, he's older than me, but a guy from Goldman Sachs and who worked at the Warner Media Venture team. So it's kind of like a hybrid of like finance and media to runs our fund. And we're more involved now in like deals that are already like vetted and the ones we're going in on as opposed <laughs> to the original calls. Yeah, and basically, like, when I see a company, it's like, can this fit into my, like, my channel? Does this fit my brand, like, yeah. naturally and organically? If they want promotion. Like, not every company that we invest in wants, like, yeah. promotion and stuff on our social medias. So, it really just depends. I mean, sometimes it's just things that literally we think will work, and we just, like, okay, put money in. But, like, for an investment that wants actual posting, it just depends on, like, how natural yeah. is that? Does it fit like my image, my brand, where I want to go? Like, what's my message? Silly bands, silly bands. That's that's a different type of yeah. deal. That's not a venture deal. That's not yeah. okay. No. What is that? Um, I, I just can't believe that silly bands has made a has made a reappearance because that was third. Like that was, that was third like, grade back when we were. You, that you was get, huge though. You get silly bands were huge. You used to get kicked massive. out. Yeah. But there's then, a couple of things. I mean, we might be able to do a sync. Maybe we should do a sync one. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah. Sync silly band. Sync band. Sync band. You know what? Pretty cool stuff, man. There we go. Yeah. But. You know, that, I, I, that's a completely different category a little bit. It's more of like an M&A partial acquisition. It's a little bit of a different structure. It didn't come out of our fund. Um, but like Breaker is a great platform. We, we invested in PearPop, yeah. Carrot, which is like a creator credit card. So instead of it basing off your credit for creators, it bases off your bank account and your following okay. to give you credit line. Wow. Um, so for a lot of kids that are 18 years old that have millions of dollars in the bank, they can't get credit cards or like $1,500 limits. It's ridiculous. So it's based will, on your following more so. Yeah, and your bank okay. account. Okay, so, so if you have one, what does it look like for Griffin Johnson? I think it's, it's a million. Like grand. Because of your following? Yeah. How, does that, how is your following collateral in any way? It's not like you have... It's not, it, not, no, not no, collateral, no. but not like history. collateral. But not history right. of the, credit. Well, the, the point is it's like showing a source of income. You're, 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 the point you're making is... It's also a bank oh. account. They detect how much you have in your bank account plus your following. So they know, okay, like Griffin could make X amount of money a year. So if it, like, when you get credit, it's not about really history. It's more about proof of payments. And the credit system's fucked up. I mean, we, I, I can talk about this a different time, but in 1936, I believe, that there was two guys in New York that created the FICO system, and the FICO system only works in the U.S. So if you go to Canada, you have no credit. Yeah, okay. No credit. So you're not a credible lender, which makes no sense. If you're a billionaire in, in, the, in L.A., why couldn't you go to Canada and be a credible lender? It doesn't make any sense. It, and that goes across the world. So it's a system that needs to be revamped, and I think this, like, Carrot is a company that's starting to show that the FICO system is outdated and really stupid. But furthermore... You know, it's like Lend, Lend Table is a great one. It matches people's 401k. So if the company pays you a 401k and you can't afford to put up the money, the, the first half of the collateral, they will loan it to you and a 50% collateralized loan. So like that's interesting because it allows people to make free money, right? Yeah. Like money you wouldn't otherwise have. Um, uh, uh, Stir is a great one. It's um, basically a back-end CFO for creators. You know, so it's like right now if, if you get paid, it goes to the agent and the business. It's like a whole process. This just gets money sent to the system, disperses it, fought, keeps everything filed so you can pay taxes. Like, it just simplifies the entire CFO suite for creators. Um, you know, it's like companies like that. I mean, they're making, we like, and they're making a real impact. Yeah. Okay. 
That that's I, I, okay. This is something I'm actually really interested in talking about, but I also we need to cover some of the uh, drama too the for t- our audience t- at the same time. I, I'm I'm particularly curious. How much truth uh, is like is there to yours and Bryce's relationship in like the latest sway? Uh, sway yeah, the LA show. Too. Okay, yeah, because, before you give your side, I want to hear your perspective on it. Because tell us like, is there we, because it was like, it was un, it. it was uncomfortable when I watched it. It was like. The funniest thing was, was like, I, cause you know, it's a reality TV. So you guys were at dinner, you guys were talking and you were talking to Griffin and Josh and you were like, you know, kind of saying like your feelings on Bryce and Josh was like looking the complete other way. And Griffin was just sitting there like, you know, the thing is I wasn't saying my feelings on Bryce. That, that's what's so whacked. That was like, none of yeah, us walked out of that dinner thinking that at all. What it happened was a business. Like, yeah. Like yeah. what happened was, is the first part about it was they recapped. Bryce going and Bryce and Josh going to New York for the energy drink being launched in ShopRite. And Josh was telling me like, oh my God, like all the fans who were like college kids. And like Bryce and Josh always have this like bickering back and forth of like, who's got the older who fans? Bigger, who's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No one wants like the you young know, kids. Everyone well, wants to sitting no, on college not, fans. Actually, it's not that for us. Like male audiences convert better. Male older audiences convert better just statistically for us. So we want the more like the bars. That's why we did the bar stool deal yeah. because we knew that it would get us those fan bases. So, like, that joke, it was, like, if you watch the full, like, clip that you're not going to release, I actually, I, they sent it to me today. It's in jest. It's, like, yeah. oh, dude, Josh, like, it was Josh's fans because, like, the Barstool fans of New York, like, they're New York-based. But, like, they cut it to make it look like I'm shitting on him, but I'm not. It was a joke. It was completely a joke. And then they go on later to say something, like, um, where I was said, like, Bryce fucks people up. Like, cause Josh was like, what are you, Josh? Like, oh, he's <laughs> the, very, cuts, the cuts, the cuts were did him pretty dirty. They're the cuts were particularly like, it was just, I mean, shit, like, I'll be was, fully fucking yeah, real. Yeah. I don't, I couldn't give a shit about it for myself. Like, I don't give a shit that a bunch of 12 year old Nessa fans are like, it doesn't bother me at all. But what, what actually bothers <laughs> this guy, dude. what actually bothers me more is the personal relationships to this. Like I consider Bryce <laughs> a friend, you know, it affects them personally. Yeah. Like, but the other part about it, I think this whole thing is really funny is they originally filmed an episode where they painted the entire narrative that Dave Portnoy broke up Sway. And then mm. Facebook didn't let them show that because it was like already on the internet, all that information. So then episode, the next episode is like, it's me who broke up Sway. So I texted the executive producer. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just curious. Like, was it Dave or me? Because it keeps changing. Yeah, like, I, I just like, want to know. They're like, <laughs> they're like, information evolves. And now the guys, some of the guys <laughs> think it was you. And I said, but they thought yesterday on record that it was Dave. So are you like, maybe you're creating a narrative? Is it possible? They didn't respond. Yeah. It's well, like, I mean, obviously they are. I mean, Oh, really? That, that, oh, really? Yeah. really? <laughs> but like Griffin, the narrative though, that kind of, the idea was I Michael mean, came in and at a certain point there was a little bit of a split between, and that caused like the tension between be you and Bryce. Real, Is that not what? To be completely real, I couldn't give a fuck if it was me. Like okay. boo-hoo, but it wasn't. Yeah. It really wasn't. But it, if it was me, I'll take credit. So, so, so it was Portnoy? No, I don't think it was anything. I think it's, <laughs> I think it was an evolving of careers. Like, Josh was going more into business. Bryce is, like, hard on his content. Business doesn't really translate with, like, partying. That's his, I mean, this is brand. Like, he embraces that brand, Party Animal University. Like, by the way, he makes millions on it. It's a fucking killer brand. Like, and that's a brand that I think could get retail into Zoomies, et cetera. Like, it's a real brand. But it doesn't, it directly contradicts what Josh was trying to do. And then Jaden was going to music, you know, and, like, he doesn't want to be a TikToker. Doesn't want to be really in that YouTube world either. So he was, like, going his way. Josh going his way. Bryce was going his way. It's half the members. Yeah. Like, you have a group with half the members, like, not really wanting to be, like... I guess Bryce sort of wanted to be in it, in Sway still, but for Josh, it hurt the brand. His brand, what he was trying to build. For Jaden, it definitely hurt the brand. 
none of them were really doing anything. The other guys, like, outside of those three, didn't really have anything going for them that was monumental. And just remember, remember this was pre-Blake and pre-Noah. Yeah. Um, so, like, it was kind of like, you know, Anthony, Griffin, and Keo didn't have that, like, thing where you can define them as, like, that's who they, you know, like, for Josh, it was entrepreneurship. For Bryce, it was, like, content, YouTube. For Jane, it was music. But they didn't have that yet. And those three. So, I don't know. What do you do when a path to band is, like, one is, like, not in it? How, from the boy, how do the, the boys feel about it? Like, is that how they all felt about it at the same time? <laughs> I mean, like, it was kind of weird, right? Because everything went down. Like, Josh and Jaden ended up moving out just for, you know, their own selves. Um, and then for a minute, it was, like, Bryce, Anthony, Keo, and I. And it was, like... It was kind of just like whatever, really. There wasn't anything where it was like ever like actual fighting um, yeah. or anything crazy. It was more kind of like, wow. Um, but we all stayed in contact and like they would still come over and hang out. Like it was still cool. More than um, contact. Like we saw each other every day anyway. Yeah, yeah it was like. But it wasn't like you guys were all living together like no. it was in the old days. Right, right. right. I get that. It was like yeah. a slow, like, it wasn't just like all of a sudden the sway was just like, poof. it was kind of like slowly just like yeah. getting out of it. And then like, Everything went down with me, and I moved out, and then we started, like, the Sway Gaming. So then that's, like, kind of whenever Blake and Noah came in, and then it was Bryce, Blake, and Noah. Yeah. And then that's whenever I was with, like, Anthony, Keo, and then Josh and Jaden were in their house, and yeah. then we ended up just conjoining, like, so okay. it was, like, a weird mashup. And kind of something that happened with you, that it, if you're down to talk about it, that nobody ever really talked about was it seemed like the turnaround from you dating Dixie to no dating Dixie was like a week. That bro code. That was <laughs> a little, that, yeah. I was always so, because nobody ever talked about it. I assert and, my Fifth Amendment rights under the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, we'll send it to you. I'm like, <laughs> so like, what the fuck happened? I yeah. assert my Fifth Amendment right under the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> you do, 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 okay. do you choose uh, the same? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, Touchy subject. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That yeah, makes I, sense. I, 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 I wouldn't want to talk about it either. I, was I, just, I will invoke my Fifth Amendment right. <laughs> this man is so funny. Yeah, okay, not. here's a different question, though. I heard you, uh, Keo, came on the podcast and said you get the most MILFs. That is a fact. <laughs> that, I think, that is how fact. much more MILFs than anybody else? You know else what's funny? Yeah. I actually probably get more MILFs than him. Not kidding. But and you guys are the same he age, definitely right? gets laid a lot more. But I do, what are you talking about? I only fuck MILFs. Is that true? Does he only fuck milfs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are the same age, right? They come to our house. I have like really? thirty-five. Maybe girls not just yeah. milfs, but like. What do you mean, girls of that age? Okay. Is oh yeah, well I, I I guess technically I don't know if they're all moms, but they're what? all like thirty-five. Thirty-five. Moms. Okay, that's pretty epic. <laughs> you do have an older vibe though. I feel like you attract I mean, older women. Yeah, well, it's because I like twenty-two-year-olds annoy the fuck out of me. Yeah, I can't like, see you dating twenty-two-year-olds. Well, yeah, you imagine. <laughs> I had a girl. <laughs> I had a girl over a couple months ago, and hey, I like boba. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had a girl over a couple months ago. I, like, I kicked her out. She was so goddamn annoying. <laughs> yeah. What would you say to her? It's just like bad. a million questions. It's like, like, what am I playing 20 questions? But, but what was your kickout process? You have to leave. <laughs> you have to leave. I don't know if you know me, but I'm not very like, I don't yeah, wince, I don't wince yeah, words. Yeah, I'm very, very blunt. blunt. <laughs> when someone's annoying, I tell them to leave. Yeah, you have to leave. The thing is, I'm your mom. <laughs> That's what he would say. Yeah, dude. The thing is, I'm self-deprecating. Like, I know I'm a fat fuck douchebag New Yorker. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't, I'm not like, people are like, you shouldn't talk. You're fat. I'm like, I'm like no shit. You thought I thought I was skinny? Like, obviously I'm fucking fat. Like, I get it. So, I mean, it's not great. I'm having weight loss surgery in a couple weeks, but... It's like people think they're like telling me this like astronomically new thing that I didn't know. It's like get wrecked. Get it's wrecked. Like, yeah, it's like what are you doing? Who cares? I, I mean, it's like I, you can say whatever you want to me. 
Damn. The kick, out, the kick out process is always the funniest thing because everybody has a different way of going about it. <laughs> Some oh, people he's are real bitch about it. Really? I, have to do it. I, I imagine you being really nice about well, it. Actually, I don't have to do it, but I'll have a text and be like, "Hello, you're late. Can we go?" You know, it's. it's I'm like, like, yo, like I get you an Uber, like I'll I'm, take you I'm, home. I'm just, literally, I'm just like. Well, I, I also just to be clear, you want to read my Tinder bio? Should I read it on here? Yeah, let's read it. My oh, Tinder yeah. bio is fucking lit. Damn, Dude, good. You on Tinder? Like, yeah. You gotta, how does it? What? What's it like being fucking on? Like part of Swain on Tinder? Well, I'm like I'm doing a deal with Tinder right okay. now. Yeah. So you get boosted too. At the also, yeah. my, one of my best friends founded Tinder. Re- okay. And so <laughs> this guy. Hey, by the way, so Elon Musk's mom went to Tinder. <laughs> you know him really well. It's Tom yeah. Rad. Yeah, he's he is. He's fund. a good mentor. Okay. You know, so it's kind of like we wanted to work with him, and um, it's been great. So here's my Tinder bio. Non-monogamous romantic. Do you know what that means? Yeah. Yes. Looking for a hookup. Dave Portnoy called me the most mysterious, obnoxious human who has ever walked the world. Listen, I don't want to brag, but I once picked a movie to watch on Netflix under 30 minutes. No, you cannot use me to get to my roommates. Damn. Does and, then I, and then my Snapchat username is at Michael, so it's fucking like... Wait, what, what's your water pickup line? You're like, whatever percent water and I'm thirsty as it's, fuck. Yeah, it's like... I'm, sick, I'm made out of like 75% water or something, but I, and I'm thirsty as fuck. <laughs> That's what he would say. It's so on I New Year's. Sh- this is what I was in Miami with you on New Year's. So you know what I sent it on New Year's on my Tinder. I just like mass send it out. What? So I buy like the super boost. I'll buy like 24 hours. <laughs> What's super a super boost? Oh, super, super boost. boost. Yeah, 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 you yeah, get yeah. like a bazillion. Oh yeah. I said. Um, I basically texted like probably 400 people. I said. Uh, I didn't have my New Year's Eve kiss yet, so let me know if you're down. How did it work? Suck my dick. I got <laughs> yeah, that in your teeth, guys. That's lit. You know, it's like, look, here's the thing. If you don't put that in your bio, right, you end up having, like, a lot of people that just want to chat. So this eliminates, like, 75% of the people that just want to chat. Mm. And then, from there, it's like, I'm very blunt with what I ask. And it's like, there's no room for confusion. Yeah. By the way, first of all, it documents, the reason why I do it is it documents for me that there's no, like, like, if a girl comes over and, like, I write, it's like, I'm not, yeah. I'm looking for, no, but it's more importantly... I don't want anyone claiming anything negative. It's like rape or whatever. It's like, it's very scary right now. I mean, Chase did nothing wrong in that thing. And I'll go on record. I don't give a fuck saying that. But everyone went after him. Like, the girl didn't say anything. The only thing he did wrong was he shouldn't have blocked her. It's kind of a douche move. But the girl said, I didn't say no. It's like, okay, but like, where is that line drawn? So for me, it's like, I have very clearly documented are you going to fuck? Yes, great. Like, I actually, like, people use Snapchat. I'm just ask. And and he's like, you you take your confirmation. (laughs) That's very bold. 100%. What are they going to do? You can't expose someone who can't get exposed. Like, I can't get exposed because I'm open about it. You can only expose something you're hiding. When you go on Snapchat like a douche like him with, you know, with, with other girls, like, that's how you get exposed <laughs> because you're naturally trying to hide it. I just text. So you Send oh. toes. That, that's, that's the same thing. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you can't, you can't expose someone who is blatant. It's like you're going to post on Instagram. Have fun. Yeah. I couldn't give a shit. 300, 300 other that girls will post true, it, man. right? Like, and like everybody's... What are you going to do? Post that I text you I'm horny? Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I can't argue with that. I mean, it's just like my Here's DMs. the thing. You don't, don't hide something. Like, you're, you hide it, then you're going to get exposed. Like, people want to expose people. People never post my DMs because I don't care. Yeah. It's like, yes, I'm 22 and I'm horny. Get over it. Put I mean, that on a t-shirt. <laughs> by the way, and if you don't want to fucking, don't. Say yeah. no. I, I don't like, no problem. Don't come over. If you want to, come over. That's kind of how my DMs are at this point too. People are always trying to expose me for DMs. I'm like, okay, yeah. post it. Like, you don't have, care anymore. No, I'm like, have yeah. fun. I, I was like, whatever. What are you gonna post? I like your style. Like, 
Well, that was just stupid. I mean, that was just someone trying to get like. No, but it's happened multiple times after. I, I remember do Bella Porsche did that to you too. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. her like. Some, but the thing is, when you're the guy who got Porsche exposed though? once, you're now like the exposee. For me, I've never allowed myself to get exposed once because you can't expose something that's very open. <laughs> Yo, want to smash? <laughs> yeah, yeah, people like send me my Tinder bio like this. You, I'm like, yeah. Damn, you're just having dinner <laughs> with Elon Musk's mom, and your Tinder bio just has. I'm very open about it. I talk about it on Clubhouse all the time. Like I read off my bio all the time. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> so have you have you ever gotten with a mom and with her daughter? To the fifth. You're not talking about this. Next. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. No, I actually too- I actually have no clue if it happened or not. But we're not even getting in this territory. <laughs> there's a I feel like it's pretty. I feel like it's pretty open, like pretty like open ground. Are you just trying to get more blue chew sponsors? Is that what you're trying to do? Oh no, we're already <laughs> chilling on the blue chew sponsorship. I get it. I get it, bro. I get we're it. We're already chilling on the blue chew sponsorship. I'm just saying, like he said, he said. clearly not showing enough. If you're bringing it up again, I'll you know to avoid this question, buy blue chew. There you go. Plus, uh, <laughs> it had nothing to do with it. But I was, I was, I know, about I was it. totally kidding. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm. Are they all baddies that come over for for Michael? Um, yeah, it's a mix. Actually. It's a mix. It's a mix. He has a he has a different taste. I'll have though. some ones and some tens. It's like really odd. But then uh, that's an average of five. That's good. No, I average more like seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. I guess if you want to rate them, I don't really. I don't think of it as maybe like. But but they're all old though. They're all like they're all like thirty five. Not all. I've had. There's like a couple exceptions, but I would say majority. most of the most of the girls I've seen him bring over are at least like twenty five plus. Yeah. Okay. He's he's slinging in the older dim. People man. think I don't like I don't get laid. Like you're a virgin. You're a, you should get some pussy. It's like all right, well. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you know. All right. Some of my my Vegas stories are lit. Really? What kind of cool. Vegas stories do you have? Oh my god! I had a girl come over to me into my Vegas. I had like <laughs> probably like seventy five thousand dollars in chips in my hands. Nice. And I was getting more money from the ATM. And some girl came over and literally grabbed my crotch. I was like, "Fuck me, daddy!" And I. And I <laughs> And I, and I looked at her, and I said, sorry, I only fuck hot girls, and walked away. Oh, <laughs> fine. I was drunk as fuck. So I don't remember most of it, but, like, my friend told my friend, like, looked back, and the girl was, like, gaping. Like, just, like, shocked. I'm like, don't sexually assault me, and then expect me not to respond. Why did you You grabbed that? my dick. She wasn't hot. But, you know, it's like, it's, dude, they're hookers in, like, in Vegas. They're not hot. Oh, my gosh. Watch me get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get canceled for saying that, even though I got sexually assaulted. Yeah. It's like you're the you're the bad guy. Okay. So that's a good thing. It's like the benefit of having Bitcoin is you can't cancel Bitcoin. So it's like. So. The- <laughs> Someone come get this man, please. He's freaking me out. Everyone's there. tweeting at you about that. They're like Josh's fans are like, come get your room, your man, roommate. It's like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people see you as kind of like the like kind of like the. The manager, but the same, which are not, but like the manager, but also like the guy that's always with the rest of Sway. But I, I, they don't realize exactly the bigger. I view myself as Antichrist, but Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So how do you know? Uh, we we gotta go back because I feel like people are gonna want to know. How Soul do you know Elon's mom? We're done? No, we'll go for more. But uh-huh. I want to know, like, how do you know Elon's mom? Because I knew I knew her his other her her other son, Kimball. Okay. okay, and Kimball. Uh, we did a photo shoot with. Kimball and May and May really enjoyed talking to us and was like, "Let's hang out." It was like, "Great, okay. yeah." And we you know, we all hung out for dinner. It was so much that was a, that was a grew and connect for sure. Yeah. She's super nice. I mean, like the Musk family, really good, nice family. I mean, people don't realize like, I, you know, it depends on the setting, obviously. But you know, we've been blessing out with like a lot of really big names, and every one of them, except for maybe one or two, have been 
exceptionally nice. Yeah. Exceptionally Honestly, nice. Honestly, yeah. I don't think we've really had a really negative encounter. We went to Vin Diesel's house in the Dominican Republic for three days. The nicest guy. Like, the nicest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, like, he's like, you guys want to stay another week? He like, invited us. And I was like, I was like, I'm just curious. He's like, oh, I'm having some other guests over. I'm like, who are you having? He's like, Travis Scott and Martin Garrix. I'm like, really, man? That's cool. Bro, dude, tell us some <laughs> yeah. of the stories of where he's like, the, the connections you've made through through Michael. Like, I want to hear some of the crazy. Oh shit my goodness! Who follows was... him on Instagram, dude? Mark Cuban follows him. Michael Rubin owns the Sixers and Fanatics. I mean, if you go like look at who follows these guys, like that's the thing people don't realize. Like, they're all like celebrities, whatever. I would say like they've met probably fifty out of a, you know the four thousand billionaires in the world. It's like, yeah. you know, there's training to like connection. What is that like? I mean, is it I connections mean, or? Mark Cuban is definitely my biggest Instagram flex. Like, I always, I've seen so many people follow him. And that's a he, good question. Who is the biggest Instagram flex we have? Mark Cuban, 100%. Yeah, that's yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, I've seen so many celebrities and people follow him and he does not follow them back. It's like. No, Mark's not a follower. Yeah. Mark's yeah, it's not. such a flex. I've known Mark for five years. Yeah. You know, so um, Mark, Mark and I have had some funny moments together. Yeah, that's the biggest Instagram flex. I mean, Michael. Isn't probably gonna agree with this, but one of my favorites is Rob Deerdeck. Rob Deerdeck? Yeah, okay. and I went on ridiculous. Dude, it's all about what you like. I mean, if you like him, go for it. I mean, I don't yeah. really. Yeah, understand he got me that, connected but... with uh, with Rob, so I got to go on ridiculousness and like hang out. See, that's and... what I do. Here's the thing: if I want to get with anyone, right, just name a random celebrity, click who they're who they're following, see who we have in common, and ask for an introduction. With Rob Deerdeck, yeah. one of my friends who founded Pluto TV, I saw he followed him. I was like, "Yo, Ilya, can you hook me up?" He's like, "Done. Put him in a group chat." Yeah, it was pretty sick. I think that's my biggest one. Um, but it's not even like the co-founder. You mean the co-founders of Netflix follow you? No, there's like, like a lot of business people. The, C- yeah, the former CEO of TikTok and the second in command at Disney like randomly will face us. Like, what's up, bro? It's he, like yeah, it's wild. I mean, he was TikTok, the ninth yeah. most powerful person in Hollywood on Variety like every year. You know, it's like you just like will randomly be like, "What's up, dude?" I'm, like sipping some whiskey. It's like the people amount of people that. I mean, today we had a call with the co-chairman of CAA, just like just checking in, and making sure we're all good. I mean, we had a call with Roy Lee who created the Lego movie today. Like, it's like, it's wild. I mean, the amount of the people that we're, we, get to, we get to talk to every day and we get to, yeah. like, interact with. Like, we had dinner with Jeffrey Katzenberg who created DreamWorks. I mean, like, 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 we're sitting with, like, legends. You're sitting with, like, some of the greatest legends of all time. And it's like, you, again, you associate yourself with success, you become successful. Yeah. And if you follow in their footsteps and you watch what they do, you will win. And the fact that they're getting to sit down, I mean, if you saw who they sit down with at dinner, it's, like, wild. Have you ever been intimidated with the person you, you're, you're meeting? Like, what's, like, somebody that's actually, like, giving you some, you know? Um, I mean, usually Michael's really good at, like, navigating for, for us and making sure we're comfortable and, like, kind of yeah. getting an intro before. I'm trying to think, like, <clears throat> dang. Uh, Dude, Jennifer Aniston? Holy shit. I wish. That, that's a I, fake photo. That's a fake photo? Yeah. yeah oh, that's fuck. Why is that fake? Dude. I don't know why. I because it's not real. What about I it? wish it was real. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty Yeah, That's, that's pretty like sick. Yeah. That's one that I haven't got. That has yet. to be the ultimate MILF. That's the ultimate. <laughs> Jennifer, <laughs> Anis- Jennifer Aniston's the ultimate, ultimate MILF. Like, I don't she, feel it. She's my number <laughs> one. What's not to feel? You know who the ultimate MILF for me is? <laughs> who? Brandy Love. Brandy Love. <laughs> I mean, okay, yes. If we're talking like traditional MILF. And someone who's actually been tied to MILF. I've actually met her before. Really? But, really? Yeah, but it's it's. But did you? Not that way. No, I wish. Uh. <laughs> Dude, imagine fucking Brandy Love. I feel like I couldn't make it to actually fucking. <laughs> how long? How long? <laughs> Predictions are out. As far just, as that Vegas stripper, when you'd be done. <laughs> what? So, I said, as far as that Vegas stripper, when you'd be done. 
Yeah. So is she number yeah. one for you? Yeah, I just said that. She's your number one. And number, two, of, and number two. <laughs> she's top oh, ten. Yeah. She's if the I, entire top I, ten. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. She's she's I'd your. Sp- I split half my money with her if she married me. <clears throat> wow. I wouldn't sign a prenup. No prenup. If you were a no, prenup. as long as it's wow. a, as long as it's a permanent marriage contract, I'm good. <laughs> as long as it's permanent. <laughs> yeah. That's Damn, that, yeah. Because I think she's married right now. Really? Yeah, she's a she's husband. A porn star. I feel like the husband probably. Just she was talking about it. Husband. She was talking about it on like this. I can't remember what it was on, but she was saying like. Uh, like, doesn't your husband ever get mad like you fucking all these dudes or whatever? She's like, no, I make sure he has girls to fuck as well. And I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. No, it makes perfect sense. I mean, like, you're marrying someone with that type of career. You're obviously knowing what you're getting yourself into. If you don't like it, don't marry her. I mean, like, it's kind of obvious. But is there a difference on when it's for, like, production purposes or if it's just for, like, pleasure purposes? I mean, I'm sure there's a technical difference. But at the end of the day, it's like you're obviously cool with other people's dicks inside your girl. Very true. <laughs> I guess when you look at it like that, it makes perfect sense. Oh my god! We, speaking of that, we heard uh, we heard someone from someone that said they used to other sway a lot. Inside their girls. They said the great, the coolest part of sway is that you'll see some absolute dime piece, right? Like it's super attractive, and she'll come out of someone's room and talk to somebody, and then go into somebody else's room. There would be there's like a, a circulation sometimes. Right. I'm gonna correct you on a few things. Number one. The most like ninety nine percent of them were not dime pieces. Okay. So uh, I don't know. I don't know who. So your yeah, I was sor- gonna say their source up, already man. is like completely discredited. Yeah. I mean, I lived at the original Sway House for like two months, and I'll be honest, most of the girls, say ninety nine percent, were like, I wouldn't go near them with a ten foot pole. I mean, to be fair, a lot of LA is like I wasn't <laughs> growing up anywhere around here, and neither was Michael, so our taste is a little bit different. I, mean, I grew up in New York. It's like. Here's the thing. In L.A., they want to fuck followers. In Miami, they want to fuck money. In New York, they want to fuck fame. I mean, here's fame. New York is generally a combination of, like, stature. Okay. You know, it's, like, power. And Miami's all money. Like, in Miami, I get hit on the most. In New York, in, in New York, it's like, huh? Here, nothing. If, like, if I'm at, like, I'll set it up, whatever. No one gives a fuck how much money you have. It's like, how many followers do you have? Yeah. Like, here, it's currency. In New York, it's like, how much money does daddy have in the bank account? And it's like stature and power. In, in L.A., yeah, people like me get nothing. Unless Damn. you got to try really hard. So moral of the story is Michael doesn't think there is dime pieces. No, I do. I'm just saying, like, At this way not, out. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are, like, I think, like, the girlfriends are, like, really good looking. I mean, Nessa's beautiful. Madison's beautiful. Um, Amelie's beautiful and they're all like all the girlfriends like the ones they actually pick to like yeah. settle down with are great um, but this is a reputation that you just have models always trying to trying to get in that, that's what like a lot of people I mean act, no, like that's be, what it is you'll be surprised a lot of yes them are, like, and no there's moments like for sure like there's been some really crazy moments like I've came in and like at the old house and we had a gym and there's like 15 <laughs> that was hilarious like 15 oh my god we moved out of this warehouse and we were like driving to pick something up and like we passed by the garage, there's literally like 15 like yoga models like working out in the garage. Like, and we just walk in, we're like, "What the fuck?" And you see Bryce in there with Josh. It's just like, how the hell did you get 15 yoga models in the middle of like top of Bel Air? I was like, I don't know. They how were this very happened. attractive. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, but it was also just funny, like passing by it's like a gym class in our garage. <laughs> But you're saying like, that's yeah. rare. Like no, that, that, yeah. like, some that's, people, I wouldn't like say like, I wouldn't that's say rare. We've, that was the only time we've had yoga class in our garage. Yeah, I wouldn't say like having like attractive girls like at the house, like whatever it is like, it's, it's not rare, but it's not like it's an everyday. It's also not that they're not attractive. It's that they're like not good people. Like they're, they're going around sleeping. That's the problem. It's, like, yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah. it's not just yeah. about look. Like there's some really hot girls, but it's like the way they act, the way they dress, the way they interact. It's like, 
I'm okay. I'll go to my bed. You know, so right. it's different than people that the girls that grow up out of state because there's LA girls are definitely different than Washington girls for us. I'm sure different 100%. than Maryland girls, right? And you're yeah, from Maryland, the, the right? Illinois. Oh, fuck, I'm sorry, yeah. Illinois. Bryce but, is Maryland. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, but Bryce, Il- okay. I know. Oh, we got to fuck up one thing, <laughs> yeah. like in the. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. but there's it's, a lot of us. Trust me, it's not the only thing you fucked up, but it's okay. Yeah, okay, I'm glad you can count. <laughs> but that, that's what it is. It's different when when like a lot of the girls that you meet grow up in LA and they're surrounded by. It's just a different, just the way they act, the way oh, they 100%. In, communicate with people. Yeah, I would say that too. Like, I know because most people here can't write, so it's over. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I read some of these emails from like, some, like even from them. It's like, are you, are you, are you really this stupid? You don't know what a comma is? Like, calm the hell on. <laughs> this is gonna be the weirdest podcast episode you guys have had. Yeah, everyone's gonna listen and be like, "What the fuck?" I don't. They're not, they're not gonna be st- able to stop listening. We're just going, going, going with like more crazy like info. You know what? Our whole life is like a movie at this It's point. a movie. If we <laughs> were a movie. Right, <laughs> Real quick, we're going to pay the bills. Yeah, we'll be right start. back. Let's do it. Real quick, I want to thank your sponsor, Manscaped. Thank you to Manscaped. You guys know what Manscaped is. They are the leaders in below. You know what? I'll take the hint. I need a Manscaped, okay? Yeah, we're just saying, like, we heard you got a nasty happy trail. Michael, is that true? Like, he, You know what? Yeah. Uh, that is if true. If there's any benefit from this podcast, you should give people the advertising gifts. Oh, yeah. Here. Wait. Uh, thank you. That was one. That's the nose one. This is even. I don't even think there's anything in there. There's one in here. Is there? All right, guys. Manscaped. They have the lawnmower 3.0. It is the greatest below the uh, waist grooming tool there is. There's a light on it, you know. And there's a fear sometimes when I'm shaving my nuts that I'm gonna nick my sack. Especially like me when I can't (laughs) see it. Can you? Oh, that's gotta. That's definitely gotta be tough. Yeah, you can't. Just make Kai feel super. How do you even how how are you gonna respond? To <laughs> I, that? I don't know. You can't see your nutsack. And, and I'm telling you, I, it, this is a real problem. Yeah. So then you don't want to nick your nuts if you can't see them. So you use Manscaped 3.0. Get under there. Just shave it all off, and it's the way to go. You can agree that if you're showing up super bushy, you're not gonna you're not gonna go all the way through. That is. I true. do it all the time. But yeah, but you're a different <laughs> animal. We can't compete like that. We try to like you know get all the way, but we can't. And they say no because we're so bushy. And that's you say like, we that doesn't include Griffin. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you say clean shaven? Clean shave all the way. That, that's the way to go because what you have is you have a light at the end of uh, the actual Manscaped th- uh, yes. the lawnmower 3.0. There's no Nick technology, and as well as the very end, I put on ball deodorant. You lather it on your nuts, and it smells so good and fresh, and you don't feel like you just shaved the last like 10 minutes you know what i'm saying <laughs> no it's great and it's kind of like cooling too it kind of like cools your nuts down it's just it's wonderful it, it's more. yeah well i want to hear more <laughs> no i don't i has got more for you <laughs> all right guys get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code the sink at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping with the code the sink at manscaped.com it's spring cleaning baby and your balls will thank you all right kyle and this episode is also sponsored by blue chew blue chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger longer lasting erections Nice. Uh, Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is an online prescription service that says no no to doctor's visits, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. When you're ready to go, it's 6 to 12. It's not not even a joke. It goes straight up. No, yeah. It's kind of like half chubbed all the time, and then right when you're ready, it just gets right away. Where do I order that? Uh, BlueChew.com. Got it. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of our licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, was, the best part is it's all done online. BlueChew tablets are made in the USA, and they, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Um, 
All right, so where can Griffin get them? Uh, so you can benefit from this extra. So you can benefit from this extra confidence when it's time to perform. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew.com free. Try BlueChew free uh, when you use the promo code TheSync at checkout and just pay five dollars shipping. That's BlueChew.com and use the code TheSync to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Let's get back into it. We want to ask you. Uh, so all do all this stuff's going on right now. What's your perspective on like the James Charles, David Dobrik stuff that's happening? <laughs> it's uh, it's like a burning building. It's and I don't know. It's like a weird situation, right? These are two people that forever have been like the clean guys on YouTube and on social media. And I'm gonna pass the mic to Groomeister. Okay. Ask a specific question. Okay, so what do you think is going on with David Dobrik right now? Like, what, what's in his mind right now? What do you think his manager's thinking, like, during this so situation? So, I'm not a mind reader. I just want to make that clear. I suspect that he is obviously regretting a lot of decisions he's made um, and who he's led in his life. I think that, from a brand perspective, you know, it's, it's whack. Like, he, he his company, Dispo, Dispo, raised a $200 million valuation. Like... You know, these were legitimate, real things that he was building. Like, he had a chance to be the first, like, one of the first social media billionaires. I think he ruined that. I, I think that that's over. And I, I love David. He was at my birthday party. He actually did a TMZ interview about me. It's on my Instagram. Um, and, you know, he's doing nothing but nice. You know, it's like, but it's, 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 it's a problem. I mean, and by the way, this is how it works. Like, things come in waves, you know. And it's clear to me that there's now a wave upon social media of, of filtering out the bad people and you know i'm all for filtering out bad people um i just you know the david thing there's like a lot of obviously like weird coincidences of tweets etc but you know it's 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 there's no real evidence against him and to me that's a little bit of a slippery slope there and completely getting rid of him off the face of the earth um but you know what the truth the truth will set you free so as soon as the real truth the whole truth comes out i think people will People generally know when the whole truth is out. They kind of feel like that sense of like relaxation and just feel closed. And I think at that point, he might have a chance to rebuild. But right now, it's really tough. I mean, if I'm his manager, I'm trying to figure out quick cash ways to, to make quick cash um, and, and, and then also plan for the future when things kind of die down. But, he, you know, going after the impossibles of, like, venture capital money or brand deals, it's just not going to happen right now. You know, focus on the merch. Focus on alternatives that you can do to make money. Um, and I think his fan base is still there. I don't think he's lost a lot of followers, you know, so it's not like he's still not, he's not, he's still massive, but I'll never be the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Well, I was hearing like at the same time this was all going on, they were just posting all the videos <coughs> to Facebook too. And obviously there's a whole new audience there. Like he's, right. he's reaching new people on Facebook and they're getting like 2 million views in a day. And it's, it's a vlog from like two months ago. And they're posting it while he's like taking a break from all the other channels, and he's still growing at the same time. Yeah, repurposing content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's going on. The whole James Charles shit too. That 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 went down with him like texting all these minors. It's a theme, dude. In like it, in in TikTok, it's whack. It's like the. Let's be clear. It's a theme throughout the world, unfortunately. Yeah. It's highlighted when someone's a public figure. I think that the age of the internet obviously puts them more at risk. You know, it's the same thing. Like why. You know, like, yeah, I've had multiple conversations throughout the entire Sway House about Josh and Griffin not going to parties. And it's not because I think there's anything wrong with part. Well, obviously, during a pandemic, it's a little different. But just in general, the problem is you're always on camera. Everywhere you go, you're on camera. I know that in our house, they're safe, right? Like, I know that if Griffin and I are hanging out in my room or whatever or in our couches, like, he's safe. You know, when you go when you go out in, into a crowd of people that you don't know, you're not safe. And things get taken out of context. 
things become things that they're not supposed to be. You get drunk, you know, drunk people in general are, are influenced a lot by their environments and you leave yourself up to doing stupid things that, that hurt your career long term. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like people got to be fucking careful. Yeah. And like the Chase Hudson story, I think, is like the honestly the best example because he technically from like the actual he got like there was consent and, and he, you know, there was no allegation of him doing anything wrong. It was like he shouldn't have blocked the person. I think that was wrong. But he was also 17. Yeah. Right. Like the standards are, are high and they should be high. But for him to lose is to be accused of like when I saw the headlines, it was like he's accused of, of like sexual assault. That's not sexual assault. That's being a douchebag. Yeah. It's like the blocking on Instagram, right? It was, yeah, it's, yeah. that's a yeah, complete yeah. asshole move, mm-hmm. right? Completely asshole move, but that's not a sexual assault. Right. And we use the term so fluidly and, 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 and easily now that it's like, you're actually taking away from real victims. You know, like, I mean, I had a, when my first, my first grade rabbi was arrested for molestation when I was in school. And like, I knew people that were physically hurt. Like, I wouldn't want to take away from their hurt. Like, they, they're the ones that need to be recognized. Like, those people, not, not the ones that are like, I regret giving consent. I mean, yeah, I feel like that ends up just diminishing the validity of real claims. It, it, it definitely does. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, and I mean, not only that, but it's like, holy shit, dude. This is, it's kind of scary, you it know? Is. It's like, let's be real here. How many of us have done something similar? I mean, I never blocked, but I've like the next morning it's like they'll text me and I'm like busy and I don't respond. Like it happens. I mean, it's not malicious. The kid's 17. Like, I don't think he thought it through. I, like, you know, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. 100% saying like I've been in situations and I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I know I've been like similar, like hooked up with a girl. And then the next day it's like, whatever, I'm busy or I don't text her back or like whatever. It's like, dude, that that's, that's scary, man. I mean, but do you fear like, like, uh, backlash from just not responding to her though like we you shouldn't that's the that's the problem you shouldn't feel bad for just like distancing or not giving a fuck honestly that's fine no I think I think that's not true I think you should feel like being a normal human being I don't think you have to have like a super emotional relationship but like ignoring is the wrong way to go about it um, but it's it's it shouldn't be something that's like career ending and yeah. we're, we're really honestly it's not the media's like there's this weird amount of like media attention and like interest in TikTok that never happened in social media before, right? Like it was so mainstream because yeah. especially then when the China ban was possibly happening under President Trump, it's just like on the on this pedestal, and it's caused like the minorest of things to become national news. I mean, Bryce and like Addison was so public that when things go wrong, it's like a million people speculating. You know, when Bryce, when, when Josh and Nessa broke up, million people speculating. It, it's just like they're 19. Like your guys are trying to get involved in their personal lives and really, you know, like dig in there. It's Would you like, not agree though that like that, like the media picking up, the mainstream picking up sway and picking up everything you're doing in some way also legitimized what you guys were doing and made made it bigger? Everyone knew it's like <laughs> fucking retweet, of course. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's the same. Yeah, 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 it's the same. It's, like, it's a double double edged sword. You know what? Sometimes I'd rather the 19 year old not be famous than eventually get himself accused. Right? Like True. at the end of the day. You know, like, these guys, like, if he wasn't famous, he'd be living a decent life. He was going to be a nurse. He was in school, college. Like, he would have been fine. I'd rather him have that than, you know, do a little fuck up, you know, and and then get himself screwed over completely. So, you know, yes and no. But, like, most definitely it was the media that that built up a lot of sway. But when the media builds up, the media takes down. 
you know, and that's what, that's why like I value being an entrepreneur because I don't rely on really anyone else. I, it's all about what I'm building and yes, yeah. you obviously rely on, you know, retail, et cetera, but you're very much like building something when you're in social media, you're hundred percent reliant on big tech and media and the brands. Like you're, you're completely, that's why, that's why we did entrepreneurial stuff. That's why we built things because I'm not reliant on any of those things I just mentioned to dictate whether or not our company is going to be successful. True. Okay. Yeah, I mean, dude, I don't, I don't know. It's just a crazy thing because as fast as you go up, as fast as you can go down, and like, kind of like the micro analyzation at this point. It's like you. Every time I talk to someone, they're like, "If I was your age and I had a camera on me, I would have been screwed every single time." Yeah. But then, like, now it's at a point where the media just has it pointed where it's like, you know, we have the cameras, we have the yeah. people, like, everyone's looking. It's just, like, I don't know. We've reported on shit that you've done before, and I don't, like, exactly remember all the times. Like, sometimes it was more positive, sometimes more negative, And, like, you have paparazzi hounding you when you do something. Uh, I just want to make this clear. All the negative is fake news. Okay. <laughs> all, all of it's fake. But, <laughs> Not I'm, all, I'm, but, but you know what I'm saying? But, like, when, when people are following you and filming all the time with paparazzi, like, do you, what does that... What does that feel like when you do something small and it gets blown up into this mass, massive thing that's so wrong? I mean, like, it's just part of the game, right? Like, like you said, and you were talking about, like, the media helped us grow and get bigger. But sometimes it's just like, I just wonder why people care. It's like, yeah. I don't care who someone fucks. Like, well, here's, here's the answer why. YouTubers are built on content, right? Like, when I watch your podcast, I'm not watching for anything other than entertaining content. TikTok was built on sexual obsession. I mean, especially this part of TikTok, right? Like it's a bunch of good looking dudes that walk around with their shirt on. It's fantasizing. So you're going to be a lot more invested emotionally into those people that you have a crush on than people you watch for like random content. Like I don't ever look up like Mr. B stories. It doesn't matter. I watch his content because it's good, yeah. right? It's a different, the, the emotional attachment yeah. to the people is very, very different. Um, and it's like, but by the way, this is their, their media attention similar to the Kardashians, which are very similar basis of like fandoms. Yeah. You know, it really comes down to like, why does someone like you? Is it because how, let me ask you a question. Why are there no famous tech fat TikTokers? You're telling me that we're, I'm like, I'm funnier than him a hundred times. It's the, so, it's the looks. It's what, right. Cause yeah. I look like a shabby fat dude with a beard. So I'm not gonna get the attention and nobody on that platform has that, you know, it's like, so you're like set up in this fucked way because people follow you because they love you as a person. So they're looking for the moments that you you screw up as a person well, as well. They don't love it's him not as a person. They don't know him as a person. That's the thing. Like he doesn't like the videos are not personalized. They're not talking. They're not emotionally hit. You don't. You don't. No one knows TikTokers. Like you don't know. But you have, he has YouTube. You have, sure, you have, but but but. But yeah, it's, it's a little different core. now, but like the beginning of it was built essentially off of 15 second videos True. that people just saw me and were like, I want to fuck him or like, I think he's cute or whatever. It's like, it's yeah. not like YouTube off of my content and who I am and you get to see my personality and I'm developing a six to 10 minute video. I mean, let's be real. How many renegades can you watch? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Did you, did you hate that? Like, like the idea that that was blowing up because we we were talking to like Faith Ordway who was telling only me fools like, hate reality. The fact of the matter okay. is, it is. Oh what yeah, it, I think that girl just exposed me. By the way, for deeming her Faith. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I was like, okay, Damn. okay, yeah, but that's whatever. annoying. She's Why? Like, take the platform you're given and figure out how to use it, right? Like, is he upset about it? I mean, what was the other option? He was gonna go sit in nursing school, so yeah, you know, like he's blessed and whatever. Like, it's not a negative. Like, people are interested. So that was like my task was how do I figure out how to leverage that into something bigger than that? And that's what we're doing, right? Like yeah. the Barstool podcast gave Josh an opportunity to be known for something personalized and something real and something that's like thought out. 
He has an opinion. He can talk. Long, that's why I like these podcasts, like long-form conversation. You know, it's like that's where value comes. You don't get value from even three-minute interviews on TV. Like the reason why they're pretty stupid is because they're all about like two sentences, mm-hmm. punch, punch, punch. It's not – like debates on TV are so dumb. It's a bunch of yelling because yeah. you can't actually elaborate on your point. Like if I'm going to make it – I'm going to talk to you about any like economic point or – you know, any of these economic principles, it's going to take time to explain it properly. You can't do you don't it have that opportunity. For three minutes. Why yeah, it just doesn't way, work. It's why Rogan's platform blew up. So, I mean, yeah. Rogan's like, he's smart, but he's not Einstein. He just asks the questions that nobody else is asking. And they're basic. It's like, why is the sky blue? It's like simple things that he questions the things that you have that you just assume are to be true. Yeah. There's a lot of things that the media, that marketing and just personal, like just who you're around just assume to be true. That, I mean, that's why we love podcasts. You, you come, it's, it's an hour where you really get to learn about the person deeper than just, 100%. For, in this example, like a TikTok, right? People yeah, know more course. about you. Like, I'm sure a lot of people clicked on this episode being like, oh, it's Griffin Johnson. Like, I know him because I, I no, follow him No, they're clicking on TikTok. it because Michael Green. Yeah, I mean, I mean first, yeah, but, yeah. I'm just, the, I'm just a, this. But I'll be honest, like, that's what happened with me and Griff. Like, when I met him at first, he was kind of just like a, another tool. And then when, just being serious. Yeah. And then, you know, when everything went down with him, like, he lived in my house, like, we actually started, like, hanging out and then i like was like this guy's actually like a good guy and he was like you know griffin like gives off like a tough exterior but he's a teddy bear and he's a guy you can cry on his shoulder at night when you're going through something he's been there for me like like i was saying earlier like that stuff like exponentially grows a friendship and like accelerates it because you can't fake that like you can't fake real being there in emotion like you you can't fake that it's palpable and that's the thing like griffin i i grew to like him as a human first same with josh you know, there's a lot of people that I just like, they're just like business acquaintances. I mean, I have two friends in the world. It's Josh and Griffin. Those are the only two people I consider like really good friends. Everyone else to me is like an acquaintance, drinking buddies. But like, who, who do I want to go to? Like, who do I want at my wedding? Like when you think about, like, when you think of real thought and go like, who do I want at my funeral? Who do you want at your wedding? It's like a couple people. I mean, it's Josh Griffin, like my parents. Like it's not, I mean, hopefully not my parents at my funeral. But, you know, it's like hopefully they're, I live a lot longer than them and that they live forever. But it's, yeah, that's like a real way I think about it for me and like you know when everything was going down with like Nessa and Jaden and Josh whatever happened like I don't you know it doesn't matter I don't even I don't even know everything but you were there for him though more than that me and Griffin sat down together like Josh was going through something and we went he was like he wanted wings for dinner we traveled to the, to the wrong place at Abadica 30 minutes then to went, went to the right place 30 minutes farther than that to get wings for him and we were just in the car and we we're just like because we want to get the best wings and we were sitting in the car and we we're just like if you have two friends that you really view as friends that you know are there for you, you're lucky, you know? And it's like people that there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a verse. I think it's in Proverbs. It says, uh, a man of many friends will soon come to ruin, but he, he has a friend who sticks closer to him than a brother. Something along those lines. The point is like people that say, Oh, I have a lot of friends. They're full of shit or they're delusional. If you have two friends that stick closer to you than a brother, you're golden in social media. It doesn't exist. So how much would you credit that to how you're able to get through like the, all the drama that went down with the breakup? Like, was it, if it wasn't for me, Yeah, it was like 99.9%. I mean, my family there too, of course, but like, but my, not, they're not in LA. It's yeah. Different. Yeah. They don't I mean, get it know. from the perspective of social media. No, as no, much, no, no, right? no. Yeah. Whenever I was staying with him, right? Like Sway, of course, are my friends, but during, during everything, like, you know, you, you get whipped and then you've quit talking and it's like i only had like really michael at that point and we weren't that close at the time yeah. like we actually didn't like each i mean like he kind of got into an argument with me because when 
and everything was going down with like Texas, I was trying to like get everyone to really just realize like they're hurting their own selves. So I was sending like a lot of the articles that were coming out to like prove, make my point. And Griffin wrote me something like pretty nasty in the chat. He's like, oh, if you and Josh are so smart, why don't you two go fucking fix it? And I was like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Who the fuck are you? And I just like, was like, didn't talk to him. And then he went over to one of my partners and was like, why doesn't Michael talk to me? And I would never ignore yeah. him. Like, he texted me how to answer back, but it was like, I'd never gonna, like, I never reached out. I was like, fuck you. You're some douchebag. And my partner was like, you know, he's a little bit like, he's like, you kind of slapped him in the face, like in public. He's like trying to help you guys out, like shape you guys up. And you're just answering him like a dick. And then Griffin came over to me like a week before this, coincidentally, and like just said, like, hey, man, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, you're good. Like, I forgive you. I just, it wasn't even like mad. It was more of like, I'm not wasting my time with a guy who's clearly ungrateful. Um, and then, then like we started hanging out and then like he broke up and I was the first person he called. And I remember like, he came to my house before and then he went out, he went to go to see her and talk to her and then he came back to me and like i remember him walking into like my little like gateway car corridor like looking down like super sad and i just remember like walking over to him just giving like a big hug and just like dude you're gonna be okay like things will work out for you and Damn. that's what we know, reported on that man like we knew that like everything with like with dixie was that that was huge but we didn't realize it was that you know i mean we don't know what it, how it affected you I of course yeah, yeah. Right? i mean Griffin's the that. most misunderstood person on social media, period, point blank, end of story. And if there's one person that I would trust with my life, it's Griffin. And, and people don't understand who he actually is mm-hmm. and what he's actually about and how much he puts up with other people's crap and never exposes them. Like, I, I mean, I know oh, shit. Yeah. I know tons of shit that, <laughs> Griffin, that I've yeah. heard from Griffin about other people that would damage and end careers. And he's never once mm-hmm. threatened it. He's never once been vindictive. It's he is a he's as good as it gets from a human standpoint and be honest. Those are the people you want to support, and those are the people I don't. I'll make winners no matter what. Griffin, I've I've told him this, and he knows it. It's like he'll always have a house, like a place to stay, always a place to live. Yeah, I'll pay. I'll give him any amount of money he needs to survive and, and take care of him because he's a he's a as good as it gets, and he's as good a friend as it gets. And I promise you, as you get, you know, I I've been around. And I'm young and I'm your age, but I've been working for eight years and I've gotten fucked over so many times by older people that are 40, 50 years old, just, just like they don't care. Cause it's a chance to make money. And Griffin's never, yeah. like, he's always been, that, that is true. Like, I appreciate that. Mike. he's gassed me up over here, but I do like, there's been so many points throughout like my entire career where I was like, always like the nice guy people would come to like, and then they end up screwing me over. I could literally like, I would say out of all of like the top TikTok group that we run with, I could probably wreck about 80% of them. Yeah. Just like with stuff I'm, I would never like ever. Yeah. That's just not who I am. But like, it's just crazy to me how I've been treated with some of the, I, I just don't think they realize some of the things that like has happened and like they, they just don't remember. Or they don't know. But like, yeah, I mean, it's just, I kind of am the guy that gets screwed because I never play like hardball back. I just have always like, that's why I, by the way, that's what I do. It's yeah. like when I see Griffin or Josh get attacked. You comment like you you get well, post screen chat on T room. You're like, defending Griffin. You're I, I yeah. I will. Someone fights with Josh or Griffin and it's uncalled for. I will fuck them up. <laughs> no problems. And it's not physical because I'm not a physical guy, but I will fuck up their careers and I will make them a living hell. No problem. Yeah. Jesus. Look, Scary I've threat. got. I mean, that's the benefit of being rich. I have a lot of lawyers and a lot of relationships, and you know, like if I, I it happened. Somebody was a dick to Josh, and I uh, called up a friend of mine who's a big CEO, and he may have lost a couple hundred thousand dollars. 
Just from like insulting Josh, like how does it? Well, I mean, I guess it's bigger than that. You're actually like the, I, I can't say the full story. Okay, but um, I told my friend, I'm like, you're gonna work with a guy who is making fun of my best friend publicly. Like, no, and he's like, of course not. You never, you never know who knows who. You yeah. never know who knows what. And uh, people should watch their, you know, watch what they say. And I fall victim to I, I fall problem to that all the time, you know. But like people look at me, I'm just like a fat dude who wears an undershirt every day, and they like to assume that they can fuck with me, and then it's like. Try me. So if you had to do a marry, fuck, kill with Josh Griffin and Elon Musk, what would, like, what would, like, how would, how would you go about that? (laughs) Come on now. If he, I don't, I don't traffic in fantasies and futility. Hey, Uh, I don't, it's it's not really a fantasy. It's just like, it's just like If you marry Elon Musk, I won't be mad. I'm just like a really, I'm not answering that question. (laughs) Fair enough. Johnny was like, we have to You could have asked a better question, by the way, and been like, like, you know, we also heard you. Uh, wait, so did you hear how much Bitcoin went up today? No, how much did it go up? No, I'm kidding. I, that was fucking. Wait, who, who, told, who told us we had to ask that? Johnny. I don't check daily Bitcoin prices because it doesn't. The thing is, it's like unrealized returns because you're not selling. <laughs> this is why. So it's like <laughs> when, it dro- when it drops 20%, I don't get pissed. When it goes up 20%, I don't get pissed. So you can't have it, you know, like why Jeff would you Bezos. Get pissed if it goes up 20%. Because it's going to go down the next day and then I don't want to be sad. No, no, I'm saying you don't want... Here's the thing. Jeff Bezos had a great quote. He said, don't get really excited about an earnings report because if the next month it goes down, then you have to get really sad. And that's not productive for a company, right? So same thing with Bitcoin. Like, I don't look at the the day-to-day return because it went up 20% today, so I'm really happy. And it goes down 20% tomorrow, and I can't have my day be ruined. I can't have my work be ruined. So I just don't look. You know, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm holding for 10 years. Like, I'm, it's going to become the dominant currency, and I'm going to keep it. So, like, whether or not, do I look like every once in a while and be like, oh, shit, it's at 60, yeah, whatever, sure, it's cool. But I really don't let it emotionally, t- like, touch me. That, that's why Don, Johnny wanted, to, wanted us to ask Johnny you. Johnny who? Johnny from uh, Sway. What's his oh, last name? Great. Oh, Johnny? Yeah, he's funny. Uh, yeah. He's great. He sent us a screenshot. He goes, you need to ask Michael these questions to piss oh, him he's, off. Oh, yeah, he's the, he's piss yeah. me yeah. off. You won't piss me off. Ask me anything, you won't piss me off. I don't really care. I don't even know what I can ask you. Oh. Fuck Mary Kill, dude. I'm so shit at coming up with these. What? Um, that was like the worst example. Like, I don't know what he thought that Elon he thought it was Musk. like an inside joke. I don't know. But can you give, dude? Like, female? what do you mean? Like, what kind of question is that? Why would you put Elon? Like, what, what's the premise there? It just, I mean, it seems like Elon is. I mean, you're friends with Elon, and like, I mean, friendly. But I mean, you can kill me. It's fine. No, but it's like, but it's like. I, mean, I think the joke was that you. Like those are the three people that you love the most. In I terms don't of love Elon Musk the most. That's what I'm saying. It's I know, a but really the, that's example. the joke is that like right, but you, you could have picked about, someone I actually like. I would, well, I, we have no. I, 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 I would have no idea. I so think, like, I whole, just, here's here's the little known truth. Elon's technology is not the best. Elon's an expert marketer. Yeah. Um, there's actually like a lot of better technologies out there for everything Elon's doing, including cars, including you know spaceships. Like, don't get me wrong, he's a genius engineer, but. Like you talk about you talk about impact in the world, you will not be the highest impact in the world. Like there's a company called Anderol, which is literally creating Iron Man. It's created. You ever heard of Oculus? You know Oculus? Yeah. It's the same founder of Oculus. He now created a company called Anderol. It's like the top military defense tech company. Like that company will have more to do with the ending of the world than Elon Musk. You know, so it's like people use Elon as like this like massive, massive like innovator, and he is. But the real innovators are the ones you don't know about. I mean, Richard Branson's an innovator that you probably don't even know, but. He created Virgin Galactic, Virgin Atlantic. I mean, Shamath Palpatia, oh, yeah. Ravi Kant. Um, you know, I mean, the list is really much bigger than that. I mean, like in terms of global impact, there are some amazing people. 
yeah. Peter Thiel. I mean, Peter's genius. Yeah. Uh, people overestimate like the power of marketing and associate that with with intelligence. But a lot of people see like like they see, they look at Elon. They also look at Jamal. They look at they look at what these people are doing. Those are those are they're dominant on Twitter. People are aware of what they're doing. People follow Richard Branson. People follow. Yeah. It's not, not not the same as Elon, of course, but like it's not like they're completely under in in the dark. Let me tell you this: comparing Bezos to Elon is like comparing a shot of water to a pool. It's like what Bezos is doing in terms of global impact yeah. puts Elon to shame. And Elon will tell you that. I mean, it's not like it's like the amount of things that Bezos does. He just but but Elon's the best marketer in the world. Elon is the best marketer in the world, period, in the story. Yeah. I heard some crazy shit Amazon's doing with space, but... Um, uh, Amazon's everywhere. You yeah. are... Everywhere. You, uh, people, you don't... Like, there's... Sundar is a guy named <laughs> CEO of Google. You know, like, um, these guys are, are controlling everything you do. The amount of data that they have on you is more than you have on yourself. It's... The, the, the way the data streams are going, dude, it's, it's wild. And um, it's incredible... When you go listen to these congressional testimonies on the to big tech, it's scary, but Americans don't watch it because they don't have the brains to like understand it, so they can't sit for three hours. But try one of them. Sit down for one, three hours, and you will never use your phone again. It is scary. People go like, oh, why do you have VPNs? Like, you're scared? It's like, yep, I am. You don't like it? Tough. Yeah, but you're also, I mean, you guys are both some of the most public people there are. At the same time, like, as much- It's not about that, dude. Like, they're tracking everything. You, you know what? Your phone's listening to you every word you say and processing it. I'm sure. I'm sure it knows everything I've ever done on my phone. Like, I did, well, I'm, I'm I pretty. Mean, that, that's no brainer. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, but the like, fact that it's recording you and processing that. It, like, how do you think Alexa works? Everything you say is being processed for you to say, "Hey Alexa," right? So think about that. That means that every single word you say is being processed to recognize when I say hey, Alexa. You think they're just using it for that? You think it's not being recorded for data purposes? Of course it is. You you like accept when you click accept on all these like terms and services. You're like signing your ball sacks away. Yeah. Like I refuse to like open up an iTunes account. Cause go read that terms of service. Have fun. I I'm like I'm in a mindset where it's like I understand I have no no like privacy in terms of my information. Right, Everything's well, completely. That's, that's how the Russians get into your election. I mean that's just the facts. The reason why we get hacked and we are the most targeted nation. I mean obviously because of power, but also because we have like the attention spans of goldfish. Pretty, Americans are pretty easy to hack. The, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, but we also, but the thing is, like, here's the problem: technology makes the delta between brilliance and idiots much wider, right? Because technology allows you to be—not you—I don't want to target you, but people to be bigger, bigger dumbasses, right? So, like, the top technologists that are creating the tools that allow you to be dumber, but then the dumber people are getting dumber and dumber because they don't know how to read. Yeah. So the delta of society is getting more and more and more. You want to talk about where, like, where the economic system of the United States is going? the gap is going to keep widening. It's, it's people are like, they don't like big tech is going to control the world. I mean, dude, Zuckerberg and Bezos have arguments being more powerful than the president of the United States. That is scary. I mean, they, for sure they are, right? I mean, dude, it's, I don't know about for sure, but it's, it's like when I watch Congress try to like break up a monopoly of Facebook, I just laugh. It's like Bezos can blow you up in five seconds and no one will know. It's like you're, you're talking about people like like militaries buy the technology off of technologists. Like you go to top military defense companies, they're buying it. So like other, essentially other people are more 
are the ones creating it. It's like Palmer Lucky owns Anderil can arm a militia by just like handing out guns in LA that he creates. It's like, yeah, could he blow up the fucking government? Like, I don't know, maybe. So are we fucked? Oh. Sounds like it, dude. You just see me walking around in an Iron Man suit. Yeah. I'm like, yo. I mean, <laughs> this is how, this is, yeah, exactly. Here's That's the thing. Fools think that regulation and legislation stops big tech. What actually stops big tech is more big tech. That's the weird thing. It's like, what's going to stop the world from going under is people like Elon Musk, like you said, that are going to create alternatives. Like this, the world, the globe as it is today, I don't think can sustain for another hundred years. But technology will allow us to not need to, right? Like pollution. I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't do more for, to help the environment. We should 100%. But like where it's really going to happen is innovation. Innovation is going to help fix a lot of the problems that we have today. And it doesn't mean we shouldn't do the minor steps today to make sure that we're doing the best we can. But regu- like, like innovation helps innovation. It helps innovation. Like that's how it works. Bitcoin is an innovation of the economy, right? It's goal 2.0. It's everything just innovates on itself, innovates over innovates. The dollar was was tanking. There's a massive amount of unrealized, unrealized. I'm trying to think of how to word this properly. A lot of unrealized inflation that we know will happen because here's the problem. You say you talked. We talked outside about stimulus checks. You got a stimulus check today because of COVID, right? Great. But where do you think that money's coming from? I mean, it's the Fed just printing money. Right. So essentially, your dollar is going to lose buying power. But here's the pro- here's the real problem. The government has not actually realized the inflationary rate. So the dollar itself right now hasn't inflated. But they've printed 30% of the U.S. money supply in the last this year. year right? So when that hits, that can of Dr. Pepper will be five bucks. Yeah. I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But, but you're it's talking the about same idea with the fact that in the 70s you could buy a house for like 75 grand and now you're looking at a place that you know, it's, it's going to cost you 600 k That's why you want assets that rise with the tide. Real estate is the best asset because it creates cash flow, right? Like the thing about the thing is never spend cash, spend cash flow. That's like the, the rule. If you're in, if you're investing into real estate, the one rule is never spend cash, spend cash flow because this is how it works. I want to buy a house. Let's say this house. Let's say just say for argument's sake, it's a five thousand dollar mortgage, right? You have to pay. I'm sorry, five thousand dollar mortgage. It's a two hundred thousand dollar house. How much money do you think I have to put down on the house? You have to put five grand down. No, you put down twenty percent of the house value. Okay, right. Think about that. So, right. but that, that's the, that's, so for people that don't understand, like that's, you're not spending all your money right there because you're paying a certain amount up front, and then the rent that you're collecting from that is allowing you to pay the monthly payments of well, the mortgage. That's what I'm saying. So what ends up happening is I could actually put this house up for rent, either make a profit or make no, or make even, usually. A couple bucks over sometimes. And then you're essentially buying an asset for 20 grand that's valued at 200K. You print money. It's easy. Like, by the way, you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. I can teach it to you. And never ever spending a dollar. I'll tell you how. Very simple. You buy you basically buy the rights to leases on like Craigslist. Easy to do. It, just, it takes a lot of time. You got to like search through, find ones like look at Zillow and the market areas, compare. And you're signing the doc. You have the right to buy it. You're not even signing that you're paying it. Just a right to buy it, and then you sell the right to a guy who doesn't have the time to spend the time on crypto. Spend on the Craigslist. You could be flipping houses like that without ever spending a single penny or ever leaving your house. Yeah. I think I think people are starting to realize more so that the the key to financial freedom in this is, in this world is just owning property. It's like the only it's the it's the most pure asset. Well, Renting it say, out and building up on say top that of it. It's not the key to financial freedom because it's a tied up asset, right? So the actual financial freedom is cryptocurrencies, is stocks. You know, if you put like people, 
How much money do you have in your bank? Just like give me a round ballpark. It doesn't matter. In my let's just say fifty grand. Let's just say fifty grand, okay. right? Cash is the only way to guarantee yourself that you're going to lose money. Two and a half percent every year inflation minimum in the U.S. government. So you're basically telling yourself like it's so it's literally the worst investment you can make. I'd rather you like just invest it. But and like you're going to most if you put your money in the stock market into the S S and P five hundred, you're gonna guarantee yourself like a seven eight percent return ten years later. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. So why the fuck would you put your money in your bank? Where by the way, your money in your bank, the bank doesn't have. You know how much do you think federal regulation requires a bank to have of cash on hand? Uh, what isn't it like you have to have? Is it ten percent? Ten percent is the is what you what you have to. I have. think federal regulation is thirty, but you might be right. I'm not hundred percent sure on it. But either way. Which means it's like, you know what the bank's doing with your money? They're making money for themselves and you're getting fat yeah. L's. But that, that's the argument is that you, you invest in crypto because it's a hedge against inflation. It's like the no, you invest in crypto because it's the future of the economy. You cannot sustain the dollar. But you, should look at a, you should look at a company called WorldCoin that Sam Altman, who is one of the top AI technologists, is founding. It essentially gives every human being in the world one coin and then investors get to buy more and shit. But that has a possibility to become a world-dominating currency. Here's the problem. The U.S. dollar right now is the world currency, but as it inflates and as it needs to default from the loan with China or pay it back, the dollar will either inflate or the U.S. government will, will have to de- default on the loan. Now, take that step back and you go, hmm, why don't we just create a global currency that is unhackable, uninflatable? You trust the government no. to, to, to tell you how much your money is going to be worth? You know, you know what happened with the dollar? The dollar used to be fully backed by the dollar, by gold, right? So Nixon, right? No, that's not true. 1937, it became half unbacked. Nixon fully took it off the, the gold standard, but it was always half. You know what fiat currencies mean? What a fiat currency is? It's a currency not backed by reserve assets. Correct. Why the fuck would I value a piece of paper that some douchebag in the White House is telling me? For sure. It's telling me, and like, dude, I don't trust Trump. I don't trust Biden. I don't trust Obama. I don't trust Bush. Yeah. I don't trust men. Human beings are flawed. I don't trust a group of bureaucrats. By the way, unelected bureaucrats. The Federal Reserve is appointed yeah. by the president. That's, that's what's fucking crazy. It's unelected bureaucrats to tell me what my dollars to be worth. Granted, they are confirmed by the Senate, but like, whatever. I mean, it's politics, dude. You all just, you confirm the party. If the party's in charge, like... Trump's nominees were invented when it was a Republican Senate, and Biden's things are not are all going through, even though some of them are nuts on both sides. So for our audience, like that's you know they're very new. I'm sure that a lot of them have like pretty low financial IQ. They're getting into that. Like, what, what advice do you give them? How do how do they get started in terms of put five dollars a day, a week into a Robinhood account for stock, and a file account into a Coinbase account or a Gemini account every week, and just don't touch it. Just have it reoccur. Never touch it. Here's the thing: you have, if you buy one Bitcoin, you're set for life. Here's the theory of Bitcoin, right? The, the essential theory, that's what people don't get. There's the actual theory of Bitcoin, which is the U.S. dollar can't sustain a currency we need to take over its place. It's a lot easier to use a currency that will essentially be a global currency, right? And it has an exact accounting of assets, plus it can be broken down like that into, dec- like I think, 13 decimals, right? Great. Imagine this. Imagine if I then said, for every Bitcoin... I'm going to create these pieces of paper that represent you own one millionth of the Bitcoin, kind of like going back on the gold standard. What's going to likely happen is banks will eventually take and say, we're going to put an accrual of this unit of 150,000 of these will be worth a Bitcoin when the Bitcoin becomes a global currency. So you'll be able to spend even more than the decimal because every Bitcoin will be worth 
hundreds of thousands of these paper pieces or digital paper pieces, right? Think about this one thing more. You are going to, there's only, forget how many millionaires there are in the world. There are less Bitcoin than there are millionaires in the world. So if you have the fundamental belief that Bitcoin will become the global currency of the world, which I do, then one Bitcoin will make you more wealthy than a lot of the millionaires that are around today. I think this, the thing that they say is like, if you own one Bitcoin, there's, there's a lot of people who can never own one Bitcoin after that. It's that like, it's 100% correct. Yeah. 100% correct. So for me, I'm never selling my Bitcoin. Yeah. Because I make enough cash to where I don't need to sell them. And if Bitcoin is going to shit eventually, like, color me, color me wrong and send me to the fucking dungeon. But I'm not wrong. You know, whether it's Bitcoin or whether it's XRP, which it won't be, or Ethereum has a chance to become something big. You know, like, it's going to be a global currency with, a, with an exact amount of backing that with an exact amount of quantity that'll take over the global currencies. It's we're we're in for a real rodeo and the people that are saying like Bitcoin's fake are the same fools obviously said it at five dollars and like good people like Kevin O'Leary, Anthony Scaramucci have come around and said, you know what, we were wrong on Bitcoin. Like it's soaring. It's it's here, man. It's here to stay. And people that have not that are still doubting it or don't understand it are the fools that didn't hop on any of the waves that work, didn't hop on the technology wave. You know, it's like this is not an internet bubble. Is it? Is it too late for like the audience no. that wants to? No, it's not never, too late. It's never too late, man. Wait, I mean, how think did about you it. Learn, start learning? Did you start learning about crypto through Michael? Like, where did yeah, you start in terms Michael. of your knowledge? And, yeah, and then where are you I at actually, now in terms of like financial IQ and? Yeah, so I I bought my first Bitcoin because of him, and that was right before the election. So oh, that was fun election night. I, I, we were we left election to go to San night. Diego. Okay. Yeah, and I yeah. said, here's two things I do: buy Bitcoin, buy Smith and Wesson. I said, oh, I bought a few hundred thousand dollars of Smith & Wesson. I made so much fucking money. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Everyone bought up guns. Look, I don't care if you're a gun guy or not. Very simple. If Biden wins, every, every Republican's going to buy guns because they're scared. And if Trump wins, people are going to buy real guns. You know, it's like it was going to go up regardless. Like, it was going to be good because that means like oh, another four years of no banning of guns. So it was going to skyrocket regardless. And I knew it. And I texted like every billionaire. I know, I'm like, buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. Some of them, some of them did, some of them didn't. And it's like, it was obvious to me. The more government is unstable, the more Bitcoin goes up. The more less faith in the U.S. government and the dollar, yeah. the more Bitcoin will that rise. That was $16,000, by the way. You it was, was 16000 oh, So it was at 14000 at that later. time? No, it was 14000 I told Josh to buy Bitcoin at $850. Okay. But you, what, what position were you in when like, you started learning about it and he just told you you should buy Bitcoin? No, I mean, I'm, t- I'm saying it for years. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I'm saying about your introduction for it. He told me for a really long time. Um, he started it whenever we f- were first in Sway. He talked to us about putting our money into Bitcoin. Like that When I'm made. drunk, I'll run around talking about magical internet money. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. he told us about it. And Why I never... With the Do you remember that on my birthday? Yeah. I was yeah. like, I was like at a restaurant. I was like pissing off the waiters. Apparently, they like, talking about magical internet money the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he was. Like, he talked about it a lot. I just didn't take it that serious because I didn't understand it. And then, like, I saw it go from when he first told me it was like a couple thousand to like it was yeah. like fourteen, fifteen thousand when he told me again before the election, and it like really made sense to me. Yeah. And then that's when I'm like, let okay. me put this into perspective. Twenty sixteen election night was eight hundred fifty bucks. Four <coughs> years later, we're at sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's amazing what smart people can do. Yeah. 
Bitcoin is the Amer is the great equalizer of society. Takes away power from the bureaucrats. Yeah. Takes away power from the government. Yeah. The government's job is to do one thing: protect and serve the population. They don't do that. So it's time it's time to abolish a lot of the systems we have in place. The government doesn't serve the people. That's true. The Constitution didn't fail us. The way we've treated the Constitution has failed us. The Constitution is the most durable document in, in, the, in the world history. And if you look at the way they created taxation, the rules on taxation, the what the actual scope of the job of the federal government is, it's exactly right. And you know why it was created that way, by the way? Why? was because it was meant to be that if d different states had really different worlds, and that was going that, that to do with force people to have Republican and Democrat states because they're going to go to where, where they really are. The problem is the federal government is so overreaching now that really living everywhere is the same. Like a little bit of tax difference, but like really everything's the same. Because like you go in Florida, even though Florida has no state tax, they're still paying a shit ton of federal tax. Like really wherever you go, you're living in like most of the same laws. So like if you go to, if a Democrat goes to Texas, they don't feel any different. If a Republican goes to California, they don't feel any different in a real way. So you're actually like, you're going to, you're, you're not the purpose of the states and the purpose of the union is not here anymore. Like people need to read the Federalist Papers. Like it's it's unreal. Like the amount of historical misinformation is that is spewed. You know, like you can say everyone about guns. It's very clear from the Constitution and from Heller versus D.C. and Caetano that the, what what the rules of the guns should be. Now you can go ahead and say that to be wrong. Repeal the amendment. You know, I happen to think that guns should have like. Technology is going to solve the problem. I think, like, fingerprinting. Oh, what about grip sensors? That even Bush wanted to do that. Andrew was oh, talking that's about what that. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm all for that. And I think that's important. I think Republicans need to get the fuck up and start doing that because they're not helping their own cause, being like, I love my guns. Yeah. They're not helping their own case. I'm all for protecting ourselves. I own a gun in, in, I have a gun in my house in Texas, and I'm all for protecting yourselves. However, I don't want people getting shot and killed. And there are simple methods we can do. We live in the 21st fucking century. You don't need to use a gun that was used mm -hmm. in 1776. Like, let's all go the fuck up. Like, technology is going to solve our problem if people... But the problem is it's all, it's all about polarization because that's what sells. You know, it doesn't sell to say, like, here's a simple solution that we can all agree on. It doesn't sell. Yeah. The bases don't want to hear that. So instead, it's like, my guns! And it's like, we hate guns! It's, it's like, dude, guns are important to protect yourself. Let's put sensors on them to make sure that no one else can sh yeah. can shoot my gun, and like let's get on with life. It's not that hard. The technology's around. The companies that have done this, by the way, they all don't make money or go out of business because marketing it is impossible because the government does not want to allow us to use them because it doesn't help politics. How much of politics in the U.S. is about politics versus about really helping people? The answer is most. Yeah. Like the Georgia bill that everyone's complaining about. Nobody has fucking read it. Because when I did, I realized everyone's full of shit from both sides. Everyone's saying you can't drink water, right? That's the big thing. So it's not actually in the bill. What actually is in the bill that political operatives of party cannot hand out water to try in, in, the, in the attempt, and I think the law is kind of written dumb, but the idea of it is to make sure that you can't sway a vote by buying the vote. Being like, look, where are the people that give you the water? So the idea is like, the election workers, the, the poll workers can do it. You can bring water from home. The idea isn't to make people not to starve on the side. It's very simple. Do not allow government interference and political operatives to affect the election cycle. Yeah. I don't care who wins. I want it to be the voice of the people. And that's, that's all that matters to me. 
You know, like, I'll be honest, the world's fucked regardless, and we're all screwed no matter what. And my life hasn't changed under Biden, hasn't changed under Trump. It's been pretty consistent. Yeah. Right? Like, the economy's been the same. I mean, it's been roaring since Trump. It's now roaring in Biden. Like, people credit the president with most things. They trust me. They do dick. They don't do shit. You worked in the White House before, right? Mm, no. No, you I, did pick, you have, I mean, I see, what is it? We're not talking about this. I can't talk about this. Can't, it's, it's the, it's, okay. I just saw pictures of you bowling in the White House. I've been in the White House dozens of times. Okay. Let's, we gotta cut this. I can't, I can't talk about that. You can talk about being in the White House, but yeah. I can't, I can't talk about working there. All right. Um, yeah. Wow. That, I, I just, I learned the most for sure in this Definitely in this a episode. whole different, a whole different. Your whole world. audience is going to be sitting here like. You can cut all this out. Really no, care, no. But, I, our um, audience is going to be like, they're just going to learn new shit. That's what it is. I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on all the stuff that's going on with the, uh, with the boxing matches too? Oh, some I think the boxing too. match is interesting. I mean, obviously the main show is going to be is Bryce. Like, yeah, no offense, but no one competes with Bryce when it comes to creating content besides Jake and Logan Paul. Like, yeah, it's just not going to happen. Like the McBroom guy, I've seen it as like a little bit of his socials. It's brutal. Like he sucks at marketing it. Like everyone else on there, I haven't even seen them do anything. Danny Duncan. What about Danny? Um, I think that he, I don't think he's very passionate about this. Like, I think he's a really good at social media. I just yeah. haven't seen him do like a whole lot of like breaking stuff. Like mm-hmm. he just doesn't, he doesn't really collab with, he doesn't really collab with it. He does his own thing. Yeah. Like he's like, he's just, he's just really good at doing his own content. Like something like this is, I don't think it's his wheelhouse. Like, yeah. I mean, he's, this like, is Bryce's thing. This is what he yeah, likes to like do. He, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting his content cause I have no right. Cause my content is like been TikTok, So it's like, whatever. But, like, yeah, Bryce was, like, built for this. Yeah. Like, this is, like, what he does. Bryce doesn't commit to a lot of things, but when he commits, it becomes his life. And he's this taking this super seriously. Yeah, he's a beast. He's practicing I mean, every day. The yeah. guy, like, Bryce and Griffin actually the same. They actually, like, when they set their mind to something, they don't feel pain. Like, Griffin did an obstacle course the other day. Like, it's like a crazy, like, military obstacle course. And he beat every record there, beat everyone else, and then fainted. But, like, in the moment, you can tell, like, this guy's not even feeling anything. Like, yeah. He's just, like, numb. And then he fainted right after and, like, almost died. But the bigger point is, like, him and Bryce, like, like I know Bryce will win the fight because he can have a broken fucking leg and he'll still be kicking. Yeah. And he, then he might have his leg amputated, but he will still kick with a broken leg. He seems like half. an animal. Like, he just seems like a beast. Like, he he's just a, Yeah. yeah. And yeah. People always like, people, like, there's a few times where he's like, gotten in my face and I'm like, I'm not going to fight you, dude. Like, you're going to knock me the fuck out, kill me, and then throw me to the wolves and have your dog eat my, my leg. Like, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to go yeah. near that. Yeah. No well, it's because so like I mean, if it's like a social media or influencer fight, you know, half the people aren't even going to get mad about it. But I feel like Bryce gets, you know, he gets mad. He gets, you know, he. There's no such thing as Bryce not taking something incredibly personal in in a good way. Like like when he's in something, dude, he's in it, and that's a, that's a skill, man. I mean, yeah. you're, you're talking about somebody who is going to transform YouTube in a real way. You know, he's like, he's creating his own path. I think very different than even Nelk and, and Danny Duncan. I, I think Bryce is like a big part of the future of social media, but it's going to be very content heavy focused as opposed to entrepreneurial. And I, and I think it's commendable. I, I, Bryce is carrying this whole thing, in my opinion. Like, and I'm not saying it out of like, just he's carrying everything he's a part of. He's carrying the Sway Show because it fucking sucks cock. <laughs> he's carrying, he's carrying the fight. Why do you think it sucks sock? You're talking like, why, why don't you? Why? Like because it? it's absolutely awful. Do you, do you fuck with it? I, nah. They're filming you every day of your life, right? Is we it stopped. is it not we, your we, show? No, we dropped yeah, out. Of we it. dropped it. You dropped it. Who, yeah, who makes it? Wait, so wait, so there's I, not gonna be another called Bonham Murray. I call them Bonham Shitty, but um, I actually like in emails I've called them Bonham Shitty to like other. It's funny, but yeah. 
Um, it's and it's on Facebook Watch, and they but they also posted to Sway LA. You guys, yeah, they well, it's on Facebook, Sway, which yeah. is Instagram. So oh, okay. you know, it's like they're the Bonamari is a Bonam Shitty is a production company. Um, they've done like the Kardashians. They haven't had a hit since that, and they probably never will because they fucking suck. But everyone there is like the biggest bunch of like. I, what, I, what made that process so bad then? Like when you have built- a, when you have a manager girl working for the production company that calls people at one thirty in the morning drunk as fuck. Probably like not exactly the most professional. What does she What does she call about? Like just, it's just muttering. She left a voicemail on Bryce's assistant's phone at one thirty in the morning, just like muttering. That didn't make sense. Like, it, it was like uh, uh, it was like whack. Like how did your? It sounded like it sounded like the devil possessed her and then threw her back on earth. It was really weird. How How did like your daily life change when they were filming it? Like what did that look like day to day? Um, I mean, like to be honest, it wasn't supposed to change. It ended up being a little bit soft scripted because like. I mean, to be honest, like a lot of the, like we just wouldn't like get there on time. Or, I mean, it's it so, was, dude, it's a joke. Yeah. Have, like, here's the thing. They filmed an episode, right? And they was about to break up a sway. And it's all Portnoy. And then everyone's, um, they do interviews, right? And they like, they like, the confessionals you, after, right? No, but they egg you on to like say what you, they want you to say. So it's like, they can like, like they ask on. Josh, you're like, like, why does Michael come here if like Bryson don't get along? And he's like, because you guys lie and say shit. And then he wants to make sure it doesn't happen. Like they try to like paint narratives. Hmm. So they painted this narrative that it's old Dave Portnoy broke up Sway, right? Great. They, they showed us the episode. We all watched it. They ended up, Facebook ended up saying, like, we'd rather have an episode that's, like, not on what's already on the internet. So they changed the narrative. So it's now I'm the villain. Great. So I text her. I'm like, I told you this. This is her. Like, I her, what the fuck? Oh, things evolved. Like, you mean your narrative evolved because the first mm. time didn't work for you. It's old narrative-based. And they lead you on. And they get people to say what they want to say. Create infighting. Like, they're 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 drama provokers, and it's like, why the hell would I want to be at the, lib- at the at the at the liberty of a bunch of morons? So, yeah, I mean, like I I think the thing that did it for me was the dinner that you and uh, you and so Kyo went to. By the way, brutal. by the way, more Wait, than that, mean, you know what br- happened that day? They're sitting in the morning filming with Elon Musk's parents, you know, Elon Musk's mom and brother, and then they're like double date time. It's like shut the fuck up. It's like, can you like? Are you are you fucking serious? Like, is that what we're doing here? Well, it's like you guys went on a double date, and then what? What was it? You guys like text? You guys like text each other or some shit? And I'm like, this has got to be the worst fucking TV ever. Well, not only that, but they fucking framed it to where I was like calling the girl old. Uh, more than that, Swayson. It's like what? Like she's the same we, age fucking as me. Twelve. Like, it was like a joke, right? So it was like joking about like being old because I said my age first I'm like 22 and she's like oh I'm 22 as well. I'm like dude. oh man you're really old like but like they cut it to where it just makes me seem like a complete like, like dude yeah. if this show Damn. how if how? this show were to close today I think everyone would sing Kumbaya and be really happy <laughs> it's it's like the most awful thing that's ever happened to my life the most awful things that ever happened to Griffin's Josh's and honestly into like most of the group and I really hope every one of those producers go to hell and have a great time there because it's where they all belong and you know it's just a sad part of life that people like get off on other people's like like their narrative creating I mean it's it's blatant like me and Bryce have never fought until the, the show started and to be honest I think it's sort of entertaining but it's also like not they're like they, they're affecting personal relationships for money and like to me that is not something you ever do it's like completely immoral and I'll name the people there too. It's like a bunch of, it's just a bunch of like losers. I mean, that's just the truth. Like they have not had a hit in 12 years. So I'm glad. But now that Kardashian's over, they're like looking for the next thing. They'll make them some money. So like, are you guys like, my, how, like how, how awkward after like the dinner or like just people like, cause it, it they were, so dude, awkward. it's so awkward. Like one of the producers like would go over to Griffin and f- go over to Keo in front of Griffin and be like, you're my favorite Keo. It's like, bitch. 
you have a brain? You don't tell talent for other talent that they're your favorite. And she doubled down on it like four times and then did it again later. It's like, cuckoo. It's like, you don't do that. <laughs> so are you like mic'd up the entire time? So they're catching everything you're saying too, oh, right? Oh, dude, yeah. dude, I'm not kidding. I've seen casts that are more professional than these producers. And it's, it's really, I, dude, I have it all documented too because I've emailed them every time. They get mad at me. Like I emailed one of the one of the staff, and I'm like, "Dude, what the fuck is your problem?" And then the executive producer emails me, goes, "Oh, don't talk to my staff like that." I'm like, "How about you don't talk to my talent like that, stupid schmuck?" Like, what, what do you like? What the fuck? And he's like, "Next time, lodge a formal complaint with me." I said, "Consider it lodged." <laughs> it's like they like they, they like made me the villain because it's like everything they they lie through their teeth. They promise like a bunch of in the beginning of the show. Like, we're not going to do this. Like, call time is supposed to be at 9 o'clock, right? It's great. We have, like, dinners, meetings, and, you fit, and streams. Then, like, call time's at 1230 because it's better. Better for who? For the guys that want to sleep late? Not my problem. Not Griffin's problem. Not Josh's problem. So let us out. So they had to, like, fight them. I'm telling you, like, I had one time you heard me yelling. They all thought I was, like, dying. I yelled so loud at them. I said, you guys are dumber than rocks like it's on I've, <laughs> I didn't I've check met, on them I've I met swear. pet rocks that are smarter than these people <laughs> and do, do you share the, the his thoughts towards like the crew or is it is it more so it's the whole crew no, oh wait what do you mean no 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 you mean share I thought you meant do I vocalize it and say no no that. he's asking if you if no. you agree um yeah I mean for the most part like the only thing that I didn't that I really don't appreciate out of it is it was like not if they would have went into it saying like we are going to create a show like a story like you're coming into this knowing like this is how it's going to be yeah. I would have been like okay it was deliberate lies and like what was, lies well here's, here's what happened just the background there's like there's a few people at Talent X that work with Sway right I work with Josh Griffin and there's a guy named Maxwell and Mike, Max, uh, Maxwell Mitchison and Michael Senzer who represent the other parts as well oh god this is basically they negotiated the show with us in it and didn't tell us they didn't tell you no so we basically get a text like, like, oh, are you guys ready to like sign the contract? I'm like, for what? They're like, oh yeah, we're doing a show. I'm like, what? They said, oh yeah, we talked about you like five months ago. I'm like, yeah, things are very different five months ago than we are right now. Like now we have a company with Mark Wahlberg that we're trying to build. Like there's so many different things. Like I'm not, this is like a waste of my time. The problem was we got on the phone, so we got on the phone with Facebook and we were prepared to tell them like we're not doing the show and just we wanted to be nice about it. Apparently our staff never relayed that to them and like the pressure we never relayed anything. So they got on the phone, they were shocked when we said we don't want to do it. Long story short, the other guys had signed the contracts already, so they're like counting this money in their bank, and it's like other members of Sway. Yeah, okay, signed it. That's why you know, some people had. Blurred but that's faces, what sucks about right? this whole thing. By the way, the only reason we did this yeah, show, the blurred face. The only yeah. Wait, who's blurred? It, the only reason why we did this show is because those people we didn't want to hurt those people's wallets, and then they go shit on us. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> like what, the specifics of what they was it more like? Oh, we're gonna spend money on this event. No, that's it be was there? like we're not gonna put this in there, and then it was like. I ended up being able to bully my way to get everything I wanted anyway, but it was like four hours of yelling each time. So it's like, <laughs> it's just not worth it. And then like Facebook doesn't talk internally, so they're all like, whatever. I mean, look, Facebook's, what they're doing on the Facebook watch side is very interesting, but I told them day one, I said, this show is not going to work because everyone's in a different path. It just isn't going to work. And I was like, we're not going to like do the things that you guys want us to do. Like, oh, we, don't worry. Like, we love Griffin. Yeah, okay. Like, I was, I was thinking, what, like, what do you like? You get paid obviously for it, but out of that, do you get anything out of it? Like, do you get people who literally come and follow you because of the show or no. any attention because of the show? Or, like, not really. I mean, you, Sway's was that, a, was that a serious question? It's Facebook Watch. I mean, yeah, but it's still on people talk about it, it gets posted on, on yeah, TV I mean, is there any, like is, in your fan base, you do they care? Post it on Tinder, no, no, on TikTok, like wow. room and all, but like, do your fans give a shit? Do they follow they, it to follow you? At the end of the day, dude, we've been doing Sway for a year now. Like, anyone that's gonna follow me from Sway is like 
pretty much following yeah. music. Like, it's, it's not right. going to make a substantial difference. Maybe a few, like, whatever. But your but existing like, fans, do they give a shit about it? Not really. Okay. Now, I mean, that's where it doesn't even, what's the like, point? Like that, it's, it's, like, a very, like, personal thing because, like, they all went ahead and shed on us. And it's, like, this whole reason why we did this and got ourselves in this mess was for them. It was, like, very pure-hearted. Yeah. It was a conversation of, like, they're all going to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they basically, Facebook told us outright, like, we're not going to do this unless you guys are in it. Meaning Josh and Griffin. I'm not even. Yeah. They, they wanted, obviously, like, the, the biggest guys. Too. Yeah. And it's, well, no one, Bryce are massive. But, mm-hmm. um, and Blake's biceps are big. So, you know, it depends what you mean by big. But <laughs> it, 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 the, the bigger thing was, like, we were told outright, this show's not happening unless we're in it. Right. Yeah. So, puts us in a tough spot. I mean, do we want to be the guys to go to Blake and say, you know, here's, you're losing money or Bryce, you're losing money? Like, it's not a great place to be in, and we do consider them friends, or at least I thought we did. I, I'm still confused on that, but you know, it's like that. And then that's why it hurts me personally. I don't give a fuck about the narratives. Like it everyone, hurt personal everyone, friendships, but it just hurt my honestly hurt my feelings a little bit. Like I when we went ahead and like did something in the you know really to benefit other people, and I like, did something really selfless. Like you know, it was it was a two three hour conversation internally of me, Josh Griff. Like we were being selfless, really legitimately, and for the and then for like everyone to go ahead and like make us the villains, it's kind of like. Eh, not a great feeling. Yeah. And the fans that are mad at me can go kick rocks and walk, take a long walk off a short plank. I don't give a fuck. But what does matter to me is like ruining my relationship with Bryce, who I've known for four years. Yeah. Ruining my relationship with Blake, who I've known for a very long time. You know, I think Noah gets me. I think it was the other day, the other day we were on set and we told everyone we're leaving. And I was like, can you get me off too? You know, so and he said that on camera, so I feel comfortable sharing that. But, um, you know, it's like nobody, I don't think anyone really likes the show. Yeah. I think everyone is kind of like in it because there's some money. It's not what we expected because we were originally told, like, you have the film, you're YouTube, like, we just want to follow you. It's like, great. So then it was like, we're going to get extra money to film what we normally do. But there's none of that. You can't, they don't film YouTube. They, do, so, up, do they not following you as like your daily life? No. Is that not what it is? No. no that's it's the like thing. it's scripted. Soft, you have, you have a certain scripted. perspective that you need soft, to It's soft scripted. Yeah. So it's like, we're going bungee jumping or whatever. So it's soft scripted. So what ends up happening though is, we had three days. We had three days designated for content. The rest for meeting days. Yeah, that's gone because they took up three days. So we, they were trying to like catch up backwards. Like, oh, plus had me. It was just like it was okay. hell. It was yeah. a disaster. And for like people that are trying to like, Josh is like building. Here's the thing, Josh is like directly associated with Mark Wahlberg. Mark is like wanting to put Josh on different projects. Mark doesn't want to talk to the reality Kardashian kid. Like that's not what he wants to put in movies. Yeah, like, you're putting people. He in wants between. to mentor someone yeah. and build them. And it's like the, you you de you delegitimize yourself by being on with Bonham Shitty on a reality show. Yeah, it's just it's just the nature of it, you know. So it's it, like that's what I mean. The real reason why we left the show was because the producers suck, and it didn't yeah. help our brand in any way. All right, so uh, this has been. Like, oh, did I mention that the producers suck? Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. The producers. so okay, so it's, what is what is up next for you guys? Like. Because we've done this has been a sick I mean, episode, but dude, we announced a fifteen million dollar venture yeah, fund. You have, investments. I mean, dude. Things are just like it's it's people don't realize how much hard work these guys put in. Like if I showed you his calendar, people would shit their pants. I mean, he gets up every day, supposed to get up at nine, wakes up usually around nine thirty, out of bed, but they're on calls from like ten to seven. Okay, like I'm gonna go home now and work with him. Like go over YouTube plans for next week. Like we're going to Miami on Sunday. Have a whole week of plans. We're going to Kevin Leary's house to film. It's pretty like, nice. So we, you know different like shit that we're doing, and. We were not the, you see, Kobe said this. He said, you know what separates me from every other NBA player? He said, I wake up at 6 a.m. So I get in four workouts a day when most NBA players wake up at noon and they get two workouts in a day. And that's the difference. It's like, I, you just can't outwork me, right? Okay. And Mark Cuban says, he's like, if you think you're going to ever outwork me in something I'm working on, you're wrong. It's that simple. Like, we're not geniuses. We're hard workers. We put in a fuck ton of time. 
Yeah. You know, I dare any other influencer to take it on their calendars. I mean, another thing, too, that people don't understand is everything I do is on top of being a full-time college student. Yeah, you're still so in it's school. Like, Holy this shit. guy is one of the hardest workers I know, and I know a lot of really hard workers that are very successful. This kid works incredibly doing hard. All that on top and of I'm really school. and I'm hard on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm well. I'm, I'm in business management business marketing, banker, okay. and yeah. I'm hard on this guy. I'm yeah. really hard on this guy, and he surprises me every day. And that's the thing with like Josh and Griffin. It's if you find yeah. people like I can, you know, could I go work with bigger creators and like get them? Yeah, but the fact that I don't need to chase them, the fact that they're hungry, they're excited, we share in these winnings together. Like it's it's all about that. Even when I do like deals on the side, like I bring them in on it, like equity, whatever. Like we're a team. Like it's not. That's why I hate the word manager. It's like yeah. not the manager, dude, because managers are, are transactional. We're partners. Like they own a part of everything I do. Own a part of everything they do, and we're in it together with equity, with long term financial benefit and long term opportunities. Like I'm not in this for one year. If I did, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I was working a two million dollar a year salary job before. I left it to go work with Josh because I wanted to build something. I I want to test a theory. Can I yeah. build a movie star out of nothing? And I bet you, when I'm a Josh, I had 3 million followers. Like, it was yeah. nothing, dude. Like, and I'm, and so far, I mean, fuck, $15 million fund later, Mark Wahlberg stamping his name on us, like, yeah. giving quotes about us. Later, like, 30 companies later, multiple foundings, major retailers, go yeah. down the list. Like, what we've done has never been done before. You know, it's not like Dobrik who has, like, a massive following or Mr. Beast. Like, Mr. Beast... Is falling is the biggest like it's it's crazy. Of course, you can build shit off of that. Yeah. But we've done with with these guys out of the size they are and like how you know how when we we made dude, it, it's it's incredible what you guys are doing. And I don't think people are fully going to realize it for a couple more years. But like the la last thing I want to touch on is what for you like what are you going to do? What's up next for you other than like what you guys are doing together I personally mean, content wise movies too. you know and also production like I'm 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 looking into doing my own production. Um, that's something I, I've been working on building out my, some of my own shows and doing yeah. that. So that's something I'm excited about and, you know, just working, eventually working towards, um, you know, building out my career. We've got towards. a podcast that he can't, he, he, we're about to close on for him. That's fucking sick. Okay. With a really, it big, is, I'll tell you what yeah, it is yeah. offline, but really big name, really good. It's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. it's a movie that I, I think will close It's 75% chance of closing. It's a major movie. Okay. Um, he's will be one of the stars in it. So that's, you know, crazy. And Josh is pretty close to getting the yeah. role one of like five last people on a pretty large television show that's starting that's good piloting so you know like it's me crazy my, shit dude, yeah crazy yeah. We're, we're all about testing theories and, and doing things that never been done before you know yeah. like Addison Bookshop <laughs> did a movie but we used to see her around she would carry the sides all day like the, the audition sides like she did the very traditional like go yeah. to auditions, go to auditions the agency so. model I don't touch those shit mm -hmm. When we get auditions, it's because the director or the executive producer is like... Lance Griffin on yes. specifically, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So where can they keep track of everything that's going to happen? We're going to announce all this shit, too, so the all news. the fans know. The news. Day. The news, Wall Street Journal. I mean, You'll your Instagram, too. You'll see it on the socials. Yeah. yeah like, go check dude, it out. It's, it's been such a pleasure. I just want you to yeah. know, like, I, I, I DM'd you because I'm a fan of what you're doing. I think it's incredible. And mm -hmm. however we can help, please consider it done. Um, and... No, happy to do whatever we can. If you need some help on the sponsors, we get good. Yeah, we're just happy to bit. be here, man. We're huge yeah. fans. This is a fucking awesome. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, and dude, just getting to talk for a while. We got to do this again, um, and I feel like we're gonna do different types of content. Give us together. some time to catch up. Like, give us like a couple more months, and then we'll come back. Yeah, let's do it. And in, right. in one week, we'll have all the things we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, give us a week. Follow every, follow both Michael and Griffin. All Don't follow me. Down just, below. I right, follow him on Twitter. That's Don't a good follow follow me. Just, right. say, just tweet fuck Michael Gruen, and I'll love you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, make sure to subscribe. It's at Michael Gur 101. One, I think it's two ones. 
Just say fuck Michael Gruen. That's all you gotta say. <laughs> yeah. And I'll retweet it. Thanks, man. All right, guys, make sure to subscribe to Fishball. Follow us on our podcast on Spotify. This has been one of our longest, but honestly, one of the most entertaining, actually, like in depth episodes we've done. Very interesting. Yes. Leave us a review, five star review. And again, are you alleging you- that most of your guests are dumb? No, yes. but more so that they're not going to talk about the state of the economy for uh, for 20 minutes and actually make it understandable for our audience. So, you, so you're saying that most of your audience is not very smart. I'm saying Keo didn't talk about the, the purpose of Bitcoin for mm. 20 minutes. <laughs> guys, make sure to subscribe. Follow us on our podcast on Spotify. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out, guys. Peace. Woo!